been up to much? Uh, yeah, I went to see Nine Inch Nails. Right, was it good? They are still easily the best live band you will ever see. Tight, bo- tight as fuck. All their tunes are bangers. I was forget gonna... how kind of funky they are. In a kind of almost like goth disco kind of way until you see them live. I was going to say, I think Nine Inch Nails were the last band I've seen live the last time they were in the O2, mm. but I've been to see too many zoos since then. So, but Nine Inch Nails, I think, was the one before that. So, when was the last time they were in O2? Like fucking 10 years ago? Uh, oh, I can't remember how long ago that was, but it was a long time ago. I just don't really do gigs anymore, man. You know? Can't be bothered standing about after having been on my feet for yeah. four hours of a day. Motherfuckers all do shit. Hmm? Pretty much it. I'm lazy, mean. <laughs> you, know you, you know you can sit down at gigs. In I like the O2 Academy, though? Yeah, like there's, there's a seat in the, seat in the, on the balcony. Uh, if you go to the hydros and get a seat and ticket, no uh, problem. I'm not against it. Like, I would definitely go if it was like a, a band. Like, I mean, Skunk and Nancy played here like mm. last month and I considered it for that, but like, I never noticed. Until the date they were actually playing, because like I saw the the name yeah. on the Water Academy building. Yeah, there's still tickets for the second so day. Of it, I, <sighs> I, I, I would like to see them, yeah. but I don't know them well enough to pay fifty two quid for a ticket. Before, Do you know any before. songs other than Rocks Off? Swastika Eyes. Is that an actual thing? Are you making uh, that up? Yeah, There's a song called Exterminator. I believe they are playing the album Scream Adelica from start to finish, yeah. which is very much not like Swastika Eyes. Swastika Eyes is brilliant. Swastika Eyes is the name of the album or the, the song? song. Just right song. Kind of. Well, we get taken off the internet for this, dude. We're barely on the internet. <laughs> I mean, no, like this. I'm probably gonna have to cut this out because, like, SoundCloud being that it's like music orientated. Oh, do, do we not get thirty seconds of fair use? I don't think in SoundCloud you do. I think if they detect music, it's like you crack the internet fast. This is not what I was expecting. Seven minutes long. Do you want me to skip to what they actually say to the guys? Go for it, man. It seems to be the pivotal part. You got That is some good uh, music sniping there, man. Did you say it all the time? We should I probably reassure, reassure our American listeners that they're not Nazis. They're just Scottish folks. It's a Scottish region. Oh, well, he isn't. Ah, he is. So why is it called Swastika guys? I don't know. I don't know what Primal Scheme writer sounds about. So, I can imagine there's a lot of drugs involved. Yeah. What was the last gig you were at, Dan? Yeah, amazing was band, punk band. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Even still a thing. Oh, aye. Yeah. And also the next band we went to, the Balance. Saw them with Tino and my sister in a, the wee place next to the Crystal Palace. Is it? Sorely? No, it's underneath the station. It's like a fucking hole in the wall. It's across the road from from a. Is that, just, is that just the arches? Is it stereo or it's not stereo, but audio, 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 audio. It's probably called something else now. It's a wee tiny sweaty room, and then I saw him in the classic grand, which was really cool because I worked there for a few years. So it was nice to see a band I liked there, and then I saw him in the Q&U, and then they were in the balance. Do you go to a lot of gigs? Just for bands I really like. Like I don't listen to a lot of new music these days, so I guess it's hard to. 
Cody Gregson, you know. I was thinking about this the other day. I think, like, literally my only avenue for new music these days is if it's in video games. Like, I think the Street to Rage soundtrack, the Beat Saber soundtrack. Do you not use Spotify? I do. Uh You know, know, like, every Friday there's a bit that says... Discover Weekly? Yeah, and it's got a release radar, which is... Similar to, similar to the stuff uh, that you've been listening to. Do you know what? I never, I never actually click really on that. Easy to find new music nowadays. I, I listen to the Discover Weekly one, but like, I find, I had this conversation with a workmate years ago. I find it really weird where it's like, I will quite happily pick up and read a book that I don't think is going to be amazing, mm. despite the fact that you're talking like up to maybe like twenty hours, depending on the size yeah. of the book. Like I will watch movies. That I don't think are going to be particularly amazing to spare five minutes hours. I'll play video games, which yeah, could be one hundreds of those hours. we will be discussing later. Ah, <laughs> oh god, absolutely! Like, like video games, where like I could literally spend two hundred hours in a fucking video game that I just think's all right. But for for whatever reason, when it comes to like a song that is three minutes of my life, I find that a much bigger ask. You can than... generally tell though within maybe thirty seconds, forty seconds. I think it's because with all those other things. You're not necessarily kind of like they're all one and done. If they're rubbish, that's it. It's out your life, kind of right. thing. Whereas, like when it comes to music, like you listen to a song with the intent of like hopefully liking it enough for it to be something that you will listen to for the rest of your life, right? No, no, no I disagree with that. It's like a, lot, I, it's I a feel lot like throwaway music. I feel like music that you like ends up being more, more about. Like more integrated into your personality. Yeah, but you can still enjoy music on a surface level. I've got loads of playlists for work, which have songs which, in that moment, oh, it's a good song. I enjoy that. I've been listening to it for months. Could not tell you who sings it. I I do that. Like if on the rare occasion where I do listen to Discover Weekly and it's something like so, I pick like song. Like usually it lasts a couple of months and I'm like rubbish. Like I take that off again. I find it weird. Like for for me, I kind of just all the time like listen to music I don't know. Like you know, yeah, you've got to, else, you've like, got to you know. pepper it into stuff that you do do know. Aye, but I don't I don't have that same reservation with any other form of media though, which is I just think that's kind of weird. But it's not just me though, right? I think everybody's like that. <laughs> Thank the pain. Like music, music I think can be something that you associate songs with memories or times in your life. So I think that's my maybe all songs you already know have more importance and it will never just be never be eclipsed or a new song you listen to will never hit that high because you've not associated it with a time. But I mean like why do you think you no longer really listen to newer music? A lot of music. Do you just think it's rubbish? Really shitty around what kinda two thousand four, two thousand and five, it just took a real nose dive. All guitar music just seemed to fucking disappear in terms of pop. Like pop being popular. Do you know? Do you know? Find that what you just said there though. It's just snobbery. Well, it's the same I thing. Like guitar music though. It's not that. It just yeah, became yeah. so disposable. It's the same thing that I think everybody says. Every generation, though, right? Like yeah. your dad probably said the same thing about the music you loved growing up, and his dad probably said the same about the music your dad loved growing let's, up. Let's 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 Stevie Pollock thinks music attained perfection in like yeah. 1996, well, and that. has never moved on from it. My dad, <laughs> Stevie thinks a lot of wrong things. I know that. <laughs> can say like, oh, this music is shite. When I started getting music. But they couldn't see where's the guitars, where's the, where's the instruments. They couldn't see any of that. They were still being instruments were still being played. People were still writing the songs. They were playing the instruments and then singing the songs. But it just fucking became 
here's a computer and somebody's voice. Ah, but the computer still makes like a massive array of noises and it still requires and, some and also some, somebody has to, to be able somebody to, has to have that tune in their head to begin aye, with. You can't you can't just sit you can't just sit there in front of a laptop and then just like make the most no, amazing I, shit like I'm saying, but they also can't go on a stage and play a fucking instrument. Um, they go on I, stage I, and you press a button. I have seen many a live dance act play their stuff like oh, live yeah. instruments. Daft Punk. Good ones. But that's not the majority of music that it was in the charts and fucking disposable pish. I originally thought that Neil's comment of you being a snob was just for a, a gag, but now no, I think you are a snob. A snob. Because I don't like manufactured shit. It needs to be like guitars and shit. No, like it's like that's to be a physical instrument where people hit it or play a guitar. No, that's not like I like, I do like some electronic music and some stuff, but that became. Like after like decades of everything, everything goes in shop. everything goes in trends. <laughs> it like, does, but like, we, we we had the point where bands like the fucking Magic Numbers, uh, the White Stripes, and for Christ's sake, the Kings of Leon were the biggest bands for for a while, and everyone get bored of their pitch because it morphed into Mumford and Sons. So he's lost me here, man. Right, really. The first, the first two, maybe three white stripes albums are fucking. Oh excellent. yeah, no, I really like the white stripes, but they are also but, quite basic. But everything, yeah, but, but they, they, they were a, they were a pinnacle of that kind of of what they did. It's the hundreds of comp- of bands that followed them trying to do their thing. That's music. Guitar, guitar imitate. music is just a, just as bloated a corpse as dance music as in pop music. Every I would say even more so because like for so long like people just getting guitars or drum kits and stuff was like the most yeah. common thing so there's just like every fucking I mean like not so much nowadays like the, we're kind of approaching 40 or inner 40s or whatever but when we were younger like right now it's that everybody's running a fucking podcast thing like this yeah. being a, a good case in point when we were younger it was every cunt's in a fucking rubbish band yeah and there was a point where it was like, oh, every cunt's trying to be a DJ. Right. Everything just goes in cycles. Everything's all rubbish. It's all rubbish. I do I think, like, know, pop, pop music these days is definitely dumbed down from when it was when we were younger. But that's not to say that the music was particularly fucking As in-depth. a man who listens to a lot of pop music, you have to know what you're looking for. Right. It has its very high points. It has a lot of really shitty low points. Right. I mean, like, every now and again, like, something will come up on, like, a... That the weekend, I think it was really yeah. good. A Bastille before then, I thought it was pretty good. Mm. But, uh, it's definitely slim pickings these days. Yeah, there's just there's so much of it, which is like there's so much of it. There's it's so exposed through so many different channels now on both internet, television, your mobile phone. You get music always fire that you that you get exposed to so many different things now that everything just becomes a whitewash uh, whitewash yeah I just like guitars and drums and instruments man like, I also like stuff that isn't it but I'm not being a snob by saying that's what I prefer I mean you kind of said just, you didn't consider it music unless it was guitars and nah, drums that I've just been a dick Hey. I do like some some stuff like that, like uh, Sash featuring Take My Prison. It's like Belgium, a big mysterious type. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Or Mr. Vane. Or The Key to the Secret. So, so stuff in the 90s. 
<laughs> what was it, when was the last time you like just listened to an album from start to finish? God. Or I think it's different. I think somebody else made this point. It might actually have been Mary Kish. Uh, because you don't have physical media anymore, that they are the actual right. act of putting a CD in or a disc or a vinyl in is less of a thing because it's so disposable when you just click a track on Spotify and skip to the next one. And yeah. The actual idea of playing start to finish isn't such a The last thing. two days in work, my playlists have been albums. Uh, and I will tell you what they were. So, yesterday's, we started off with Gorilla's first album. Right, okay. Which was not as good as I remembered it. To be honest, yeah. it was still good. It just it felt a wee bit dated. But it was just something we had to win. Is that 19, 2000? I believe it. Was that not the one that was called Clint Eastwood? Nah, it's not Clint Eastwood. No. Is it Rock the House? Maybe? His name is a later one. Yeah. So I followed that with a wet leg. You the fuck is wet leg? Wet leg. <laughs> <he's got> right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> it's um. It's not quite Riot Girl. It's kind of like just look, a, let's just oh, keep mentioning bands about no uh, chance of own. No way, man. You might quite like them, die. They're kind of they're guitars and drums. <laughs> <laughs> uh, followed that by uh, Flume's new album. Flume is glorious. It's kind of glitch hop and. Right, I want to stop talking about music. Even you ruin music. Even your fucking genre descriptions are stuff everyone else does. <laughs> Then I followed like, that with the new Arcade Fire album. We haven't listened to them. It's good. It's very, very good. I enjoyed it. Followed that with the new Avril Lavigne album. Is that any good? Spellsar's probably the best yeah. thing she's done since Girlfriend. So has she been like... Is she through the other end of... Was it meant to be like Lyme's disease or something? Yeah. Like, uh, is, she, is she good now? Yeah, yeah. She, is, she's kind of linked up with Travis Barker, who used to be in Blink-182. So right. I think he's quite involved in the music side of things and the instead of the songwriting so yeah I enjoy a new album it's very good followed that up with Fox's new album no Fox's no Fleet Fox's no Fleet Fox's are a very good band yeah. never heard of any uh, also this is just now ringing off like a list of shit which yeah. is like the worst content I'm trying wait, I'm waiting for you to stop me like this is it this is me <laughs> right okay you right I've now. stopped right. we're done you also listen to some Carly Ray Jepsen oh she the one who done Summer Theme Sadness? No, that's Lana Del Rey. Sounds like a Danish footballer. What was uh, What was Carly Rae Jepsen? Uh, Call Me Maybe. Okay, I think that song's alright. Twenty five year old top crawler. Fun times. So what you been doing, Paco? Not much. Bumming around. Yeah. Fucking. Do you go to work? Ah, uh, exciting stuff. I can't really. I just been taking it easy, I guess. Mm. Not really much. Went up a hill. Went up a hill. Regretted it. Like, uh, well, no. Uh, like, At the time. What's the word I'm looking for? I didn't regret it. Like, I, I was saying to my mate uh, Callum that I went with, where even when I was having to sit down every two minutes because I felt like I was about to fucking. My heart was about to burst. Like, uh, I was like, it's really weird to feel exhausted and in pain. But still being enjoying myself, kind of thing, and like that was the entire way up. It felt like that. Is that because of the the mountain itself, or because you're out of shape? Both, 
Like, I think even if I was in shape, this would have been, like, one of the kind of harder ones. But, like, the fact that I'm also not in shape just made it even worse. But, like, it took fucking so long to get up at man. But the views and stuff were really cool. And, like, it was actually, like, it, I, even at the time, it felt worth it. Even though it was, like, this is also shite. I don't know how... I don't know. I don't know how to well, thanks explain that. Totally shit. I totally good. Totally, uh, totally good. Yeah, it could be. There's a phrase in the the hiking community called "type to fun." It's very much that. It's not like immediate fun. It's fun that is like you only kind of realise you enjoyed it so much when you're not actually going through it. Mm. Very much that. It's a fucking hard hill, man. You did, you did one no long ago as well, didn't you? The ones out by Cairn Larrick. It was two. It was actually three, but we did two. And Castile and um, Ben O'Croin, is that right? I think that's right, aye. They're good ones. Aye, like there's a bit of it I was talking to you about that was uh, sketchy that you said you really liked. Aye. It's probably not sketchy as I thought it was, but like like 10 metres maybe, maybe a little bit less behind you. If you fuck up, you're falling down the other side of a fucking hill. Oh, right, sketchy as in dangerous. You need to kind of... You're on a mountain. Do you mean like would would well, you expect? Because ninety nine percent of it is just using your feet to climb, oh. whereas that bit you actually have to use your upper body strength for just a fraction of a second, and your weight is taken by that. It's not mm-hmm. just pushing with your legs, which is the first thing I've I've done around an outdoor thing or oh. a climbing wall. When I done those hills that you've just done, like it was uh, uh, also yeah. during winter, so there was like ice everywhere, man, and it was like aye, aye. There's bits here that I just kind of know what I faced before, but it was, uh, it was really good. It was shite coming down the way more than I put soaring on these, and uh, like the, the grass at the bottom looked like it was, you see from a distance, looked like oh, it's nice and soft, can't wait to get down there. And when you get there, it was just all bog. Like, uh, oh yeah, it was bog. And then you were bog in. Did you enjoy it? Aye, see, that, that just all sounds so rubbish to me. It's like, no, no, it's the views and stuff. Have you ever done anything like that though like I think you write this stuff off like long before we get dra- we get dragged around places like that as kids <sighs> up on roads well not obviously up on roads but out in Run the, the Barton circuit and that aye like places oh, like that, Cal- places yeah. like Calendar and stuff like that and the Barton Rock you got the Barton Rock yeah you got the Barton Rock yeah have you been up there is that the one with the that's the one you've been up there, there. Yeah. do you remember me telling you about it Remember like, you point out you said Nasty Martin Rock? Me, Tommy, Neil and Neil Starr went to watch Dumbarton play there. Uh-huh. Uh, but obviously I don't like football. Uh-huh. So like so instead went I went up the rock and I could just hear them all shouting for the bottom. It's the the most uninspiring and unimpressive yeah. castle of all time. It's, it's like a, it's like a, it's a shed. It's <laughs> a shed on a hill. That you need to pay see. entry after walking up a fucking big hill to get any. It was a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever come to Scotland, I do not recommend Dumbarton Castle. You're going to have a bad time. You're going to have a bad time. Have you guys done much else? You've been. Well, I mean, we've all been playing games. It could easily be a gaming podcast, but no doing that. That's I've, a, I've actually not been playing that much. Have you not? Just pairs when I get a chance. The Fitboys. Uh, I tried. Oh, we are, no, we're not going to talk about games, right? Uh, Go for talk it. About games. No, Tom, Tommy's not here. So we're we're not going to talk for an hour and a half <coughs> okay. about games. I thought I played a little bit of Tunic, as the Americans would say. Yeah, I enjoyed it until the point where I got to the first boss, died, and then realised that this is a Dark Souls like that still makes you go back. Yeah. Loads of rooms to start at your bonfire, whereas getting used to Elden Ring 
so much of that right. the checkpoint is more generous right. and I just turned off I was just like I might come back to it I might know but it's too I can't fuck with it I have no time for that shit uh, like I made the mistake of trying it out whilst was still in the, the, the grip of Elden Ring mm. like being like the best thing ever and it felt like they were trying to do the Dark Souls thing but just didn't have it right like it felt like all the bad bits about Dark Souls that was just in there so like I bounced off it pretty hard like I but like I, I went back to like a week or two later and played a bit more and I fucking hated it because I I was just wandering around aimlessly it turned out like I had missed a part where there's like a key lying at the foot of like a, a bigger enemy I, and I just didn't notice it was there so I wandered you down boss? not that time like I bounced off it so I'm saying like I, I thought the game was shit so like I left it again but then I went back to it like about a month later and it ended up like I was just like fuck this I'm going to use a guide I've heard good things about this game I want to get into it and then like as soon as I realised I had just missed a key in the ground from that point on I stopped using the guide and just done it myself and ended up really enjoying it like it actually does get pretty good like it, it does a bunch of things that you wouldn't really expect I mean like at one point you get a fucking shotgun uh, okay. uh, it's it's diff- it's not the game you think it is I'll go back uh, to when it. you start playing I, just, I wasn't in the mood for slogging through four rooms to get back to a boss fight I was probably going to lose again immediately what do you count as the first boss uh, it, had a, it had a bar and a name right and it, had, it was like I got it was like a knight fat big fat knight type fella uh, with a wee knight next to him he's not really a that's well, not even like, right, he's not he's not even the most difficult but he killed him I'm trying to remember who I would say the first boss is. I mean, like, the game's pretty open, so like I guess like any of the kind of major bosses you could just do in any order. Uh, I know I've got as far as opening a big door and you go into a room and there's like crystals in the sky. Aye, aye. aye. I don't think yeah. I definitely feel like I've I've rang all the bells. Alright, I've done that. Game the game's alright. It's pretty good. It does some stuff. Alright, okay. So, to me, we, 
Yeah, 20 minute runs, 15 minute runs. Right. Nice and easy. And it's got kind of things that carry over from one playthrough to the next, like you can level up characters and stuff like that. So, aye. Is it's it worth a, a, a roguelike? No. Really well, I, I mean, I, I, you think it might. I don't really yeah. know if it kind of counts as that because, like, it's not like you're going into like a level where it randomly generates because, right. like, the the actual terrain is like such a minor part of it. Right. Like, it's not really about like exploring or navigation or anything like that. It looks, it, it's like a more involved clicker. Like, oh, a more, right. do you know what I mean? Like right, a, okay. a, a clicker where <laughs> rather than just like tapping a button as fast as you can you're just making choices right okay like the, the gameplay is pretty much 100% just make fucking choices like do you want a swarm of bats that will circle you that kill anything that come near them or do you want to be able to throw holy water like a like a lot of the assets apparently look like Castlevania stuff as right. well everything so is, is, is just fucking passive though like there's no point right. in you firing anything right. so is the goal just to survive, survive. Right. right okay like I, I think like the longest the game can last is half, half an, hour. an hour right okay like if you if you make it to the half an hour mark that is the end of that run so it's like a horde mode yes right yeah like having not played it I find it difficult to understand how it can be so good you just right, I was just saying but, but you think it is like it is actually just it's good man you see it is so easy to start getting into and once you're into it like in the first 10 minutes you're like I'll play an game with that if you can get it on your phone, that like I mean, it's, it's browser just taking bad person like a browser. And it seems like the perfect phone. sort of thing for like waiting on a bus or being on a bus or being in the toilet or whatever. But I've got Duolingo for that, so I read. <coughs> sorry, I re-downloaded Duolingo because I thought I'll try picking up Spanish again, and that wee fucker. <laughs> It's even more aggressive than it used to be. You can turn all that shit off. Oh, like it literally never messages me. It never. It never does the. You're about to lose your streak. Like yeah. a, none of that stuff. Like I even turned off. Like I really hate like people trying to pander to my ego, mm-hmm. and like Duolingo is really bad for like. Oh, you've answered five questions in a row. Pat yourself in the fucking back. It's like just turn that off, man. It's like just turn all that. Yeah, you can turn all that off. You can turn off all the extraneous bullshit on it, man. Because yeah. I deleted that again because I just was not having that. But if I can do that. Um, you can also set your profile to private so that you're no longer part of the leagues. Oh, okay. Which is also pretty good because sometimes those leagues can just be like, you look at you like, fuck you guys. Fuck everybody on this list. <laughs> <laughs> you once asked me about camping. Right? Uh, and would I want to go camping? I watched Laid Back Camp this week. Do you want to, like, <clears throat> I know you spoke about it before, but can I, do like a quick synopsis? <laughs> I do this synopsis like every every time we do a show. Laid Back Camp or Euro Camp, uh, if you're being a weeb, um, <laughs> is a show about a high, well, it's a show about camping. Girls that like to go camping. Oh, uh, you've talked about this before. Oh, uh, man, such an amazing show, man. Uh, <laughs> so all so, we do is so go camping. So you've got your lead protagonist, Rin, who is the kind of... She's she's a solo camper because she's kind of 
not really pals with anybody. She's a bit of a loner. And you've got um, the Outdoor Club, who is the high school's camping club, who has your various anime archetypes. And it's all about... The first season's pretty much Rin-Chan becoming pals with all these people. Right. So I'm deep into the second series now. And um, the kind of... The ditzy one, Nadashiko, has decided that she wants to be a solo camper now and has asked Rin-Chan's advice on what to do. And he did a fucking two-episode arc about her going camping on her own. And it was fucking magical. And has it... Like, I asked you this before, and I know what the answer's going to be. Has it inspired you to give camping a try? Well, this is what I was going to get at. Where... <laughs> no, am I hearing this? Will there be Japanese girls there? Am I hearing that you was possibly going to suggest going camping? I'm not going to suggest going camping, but I was going to say that if we were to go to Japan... <laughs> I would be interested to, to doing the camping and Mount Fuji. Yeah, because like the the whole thing set around Mount Fuji, right? <clears throat> so it's all like the campsites are all around yeah. in the different prefectures and things like that. And a lot of a lot of the show is it follows a kind of similar pattern in a lot of the episodes where they decide where they're going, they get there they go for something to eat or they go set up or, or and they cook something but it tells you a lot about the area like the, the kind of narration gives you a lot of information about here's the area here's this like popular dishes here's things you can see things like that and it's, edu- it's kind of stupidly is, educational is and, I'm, and I quite like a, the look of like the wee towns in that Aye. that they go to Aye. And like, I, like when I was in Japan, like we went to um, on these big massive temples in Kyoto, the same one which is in Lost in Translation. Um, I enjoyed walking around these places, and I think camping. It looks a, it look, it's got that very Japanese. It's a very regimented. It's clean. It's yeah, yeah. It's nice. Just like that show. That show is nice. So, I mean, other than the fact that. There's obviously an aspect of the Japanese cultural part of it that's like appealing there. The only thing that really sets that apart from what you could do in this country is the food. Like you can go to like a total scenic little town that's surrounded by like beautiful nature in Scotland. But Scotland's all damp and cold and rubbish. Japan is real. Yeah, but you go the time when it's not going to. But you, I think you're just seeing the show. Does it really it's a romanticised thing about it, man. It's exactly well, that. at the moment, at the moment, they're, they're, at the moment they are camping during winter, and it looks fucking Baltic. There's an episode where they almost die because they don't prepare correctly for I it. I honestly think, I think if it comes to straight up camping, there is nothing on this world that could make you enjoy that experience. <laughs> like, whether it's here or in Japan. Like, if you're just, like, carrying a fucking tent, hiking somewhere, having to set up a tent and then sleep on the fucking ground, like, that is not a Neil McCulloch thing. I think if you were to get an area where there is, like, a camping pod, or if we could get somebody to drive somewhere with not, like, a shitty little two-man tent, but with, like, a big tent yeah. that you could fit an airbed in, in scenic nature where you can just sit and do fucking drugs like out in the fucking wild 
like have a barbecue with your mates like have a, some beers like if it's not like a totally shit night which in Scotland is a rarity but like you can fall asleep looking at the stars like I think you would enjoy that I think there is a world in which you go on a glamping trip for a weekend and fucking love it and I think that that is more readily available than what you realise maybe I just want to go to Japan maybe I just want fucking good Japan does none of that sound appealing to you though? Like, can I just sit and no, have like a fucking fold up chair next to a loch surrounded by like mountains, no, having some beers it, and some. Some midges and it's cold. Just depends on the type rubbish. of year. Absolutely, that is not always the case, man. There's an 80% chance it'll rain. I mean, it does. that does happen inevitably every now and again, man, but also. I don't, I don't know if going to music festivals has maybe killed my desire to camp that way did you what did you do like having like air beds and shit in music festivals or, or were you just like in I've a, camped in various styles right from or, or even like the finding the poor to the pot like a a camping pod thing or whatever like just buy like one of those not buy like rent out like one of the the kind mm. of things where you go and it's like not quite like a, a full on room but like there is a bed it is a thing where you can kind of sleep indoors and have access to a toilet mm-hmm like a, I think I think you would enjoy that stuff I think you would because I mean like you've enjoyed being in parks in Glasgow having beers and barbecues they're close enough to my house aye but it's that same vibe but surrounded by like Scotland has got some like really impressive areas to go do you know what I mean mm. I mean like, even things like being on the, the West Highland Way and stuff man like that kind of night where we were at the Strathfield Wigwams and we had the barbecue sitting outside and stuff, man. That was great. Like just having a few beers for the, the shop and like making your own barbecue. Yeah, that was good. Now, like again later on, like Danny was there. To be fair, it was just me and uh, our mate Steve. We were like sharing a bottle of red wine outside uh, the McDonald Farm in Kinloch Leaven. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Do you mean like that? In Kinloch Leaven, they've got a uh, like wee chalets and stuff you can rent out. Like all that stuff mm-hmm. is like it's good. But you're never, you're never even gonna, just no, nah, never. Maybe it's just the Japanese aspect of it. Could be, could be. I'm not gonna force it on you, man. I just think <laughs> you're, you're limiting. Your, I think you would enjoy it, but you're unwilling to even try. entertain the idea. You should try it once, and maybe the way get in, we'll shut up about it. Like I can hundred percent understand you know liking camping because I do enjoy camping, mm. but there is never a situation where you wake up in the morning and feel a million bucks. You wake up and you're like, fuck, I've slept in a yeah. bit of cloth in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, and like your eyes are just like, there's just something about being outside where, I don't know, it just feels like you've been assaulted at all times. <laughs> I see you've been watching Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I have indeed. Like, I, I turned it on just a uh, briefly just to kind of see what the first episode was like again and ended up watching the entire first season. Because <laughs> that show. It's really rules. good. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb in all the ways that are really good. I didn't realise, like, I thought the, the whole thing with, like, the music references was something that was brought into it later. Like, I no, actually... That's right from the word I did not realise, like, even Speedwagon, yeah. like, when I heard Speedwagon's name, I just laughed because it's a fucking stupid name. <laughs> but, like, it's because, like, what's the band now, man? I know Speedwagon. But his full name some works out as yeah. R.E.O. Speedwagon. And then later on, it was like a because like for people who don't know JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like the guy who created it 
can it, is it Iraqi? Is it Iraqi? Yeah. Like uh, he must be fascinated with uh, Britain. Like I think for those first couple of seasons at least, uh, not just England but like Britain in general. Yeah. Because like he's got this really weird mix where he tries to make it kind of historical but also dumb. Like he, it's, he embraces it's, it's, it's very much an, an anime <clears throat> Britain and how yeah. it's perceived. By... But th- there's a part where there's like two Scottish knights who died defending Mary Queen of Scots honour uh, and they were called like Mumford and Tartarus or something like that. I can't remember their fucking exact names. But like, like Tarkus or something. Tarkus, yeah. something like that. And I was like, oh man, th- these are must be music references again. And I was right, like one of them at least was. Like uh, one of them is like a reference to a band, uh, and the other one is a reference to a magi- uh, musician in a band. Mm. But like, I wasn't sure if that was going to be the case or if it was going to be that they were actually knights that he had read about and incorporated into the story. Like one of them has the ability to suck people's blood through their hair. Uh, the other one is like just ridiculously strong. The, the fucking whole show is just dumb. I want. Did you ever finish that first series? No. Uh... What happens at the start of the series? Uh, it takes York. a time jump and it's in New York. No, 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 I didn't get the other night. Come on, four episodes or something. Oh, I should get back on that thing. We went to a fucking town and met a fella. Alright, that's leading up to the end. Zapelli, the guy with a checkerboard hat. He throws things at him. I think in an alleyway. Oh, that's right. That's like second episode. Yeah. That's when he meets Speedwagon, that's man. Speedwagon meets oh, Speed that episode doing that. <clears throat> that show, it's like it changes up so often that if you don't like it, wait two episodes and then it'll be something <laughs> different. <laughs> it it's like just it's so good. It's so like it just it is the it, exact type of stupid that it needs to be yeah. to be perfectly entertaining. <laughs> like it just keeps up in the ante with every episode. Like, Within like minutes of things happening, it ups it keeps up in the ante. There's a and <laughs> it's always stupid. Aye. And it's always amazing. There's a bit where <laughs> there's a bit where he's fighting like an ancient Nazi on a currently active volcano. <laughs> then he punches the ground so hard that it makes part of the <laughs> volcano explode in the upper atmosphere. And while that's happening. He, the only option he's got to beat this guy is to cut off his own arm and throw it into the Nazi's face. Uh, like it's just, there's a bit. It is so dumb. There's a bit where they're fighting uh, an undead vampire god who has just attained the power to be a daywalker who can morph his body into multiple things and to kill a a Nazi and his Nazi pals. He, his hand morphs into a squirrel, squirrel. and it's uh, evil <laughs> it's I don't think we're really selling it here no <clears throat> but that like it's one of those things where as it goes on like you can tell that the guy was trying to get away from like more traditional storytelling so yeah, it's, it's it, all just like the episodes just become it, like, st- it starts like it's inception was kind of a not so much a pastiche on Fist of the North Star but following in that kind of battle more, anime, more traditional uh, traditional battle anime, with uh, Wales trying to kind of maybe add a wee bit more shonen into it, and um, it just about halfway halfway through, uh, there's just that point where it just goes, 
Nah, we're not going to do that. Nah, it's rubbish. Let's move on. Like season four is essentially like a another take on Twin Peaks, which I'm sure we mentioned back at the time when we were watching season four for the first time. But like Japan seemed to have this really strange uh, fixation with Twin Peaks. Like it's in so much of the media. Like a like it's in JoJo's. It's in Link's Awakening. It's in like my mind's went by. What was the the sweary game? Deadly Premonition. Is that one? The yeah one and two. I think there's like a different one I'm thinking of but yeah it's like there's like so many different adaptations of Twin Peaks like done through a Japanese lens it's, like, a, it's also season four is one of them it's four is also that blend of Twin Peaks and kind of the slice of life anime genre which is just folk cutting about doing day to day stuff I feel um, like we're trying to sell it to you here but it's just not working we should move yeah, on I know, but uh, it's good like I I'd, I'd certainly watch more of it than I intended to yeah. uh, I'm also continuing on with Berserk which remains excellent really enjoyed it can definitely see how it inspired Dark Souls and Elden Ring and stuff like that. What's this one? That's on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. Uh, have you guys been keeping up to date? Like, I don't think you really watch much TV, do you, Danny? Like, I know you've watched Succession recently because, like, you gave us a, uh, a copy of that. Worst that. I've tried to catch up with Stranger Things. I've just finished the third season of that. Right. Uh, I can't remember what happened to the monster at the end of the third season. The beat no, devil does it. People want to look that abomination. The, the Russian mall one. The Russian mall. A yeah. guaranteed eleven shows up, puts her hand towards the screen, and it dies. <laughs> oh, she's got the pearl at the end. Really? Uh, no, but is that not after she kills that's it? That's after she kills it. I'm sure. I think like she no, kills it. Then her powers are being. No, no it's something. She, I bet it's in her leg, and they have to pull it out, and it's quite graphic. And then when they pull it out, she can't do it anymore. Oh, right, yeah. Right. That shows how much of I remember of the end uh, of that season. Don't that and then uh, your man Hopper gets uh, stuck uh, in the. Stuck, I'm guessing he's stuck somewhere else because when you go into Netflix to just view whatever episode you were watching, he is there on the kind of thumbnail in the background, oh, yeah. and you know that. Well, he you is. Know, you know he's alive, and you know that's something you've not seen yet. And no, you, you know he's alive by the end of season three. But there's like an after credits bit credits, where, like, it talks about the American they captured. Oh, I try <coughs> to bring some guy into a room to be mauled by a dog with a flower face. Aye. Season four's really good. It's a lot better than season three. Well, season three I thought was okay. Season three I thought was pretty boring. Right. Have we spoken about Stranger Things on this? I think like, we, the we, last we discussed, we, we discussed that a wee bit where I talked about having fatigue of, of Stranger Things. But then after that, you're kind of on board with it again, though, right? Like I, kind of I, still, I still think it's a pretty hit and miss season. I think it was like <clears throat> I think there's when it's good, it's really good, but there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of fat that can be trimmed from it. Like the storylines, which just seem they seem like they're written just so characters will have something to do, and because of that, they don't really have a lot to do. I thought season two. I thought the first season was really good, and then I thought, well, it's successful. So there'll probably be more of it, mm. but the second season was a bit kind of filler heavy. I can't even yeah. think how the second uh, season goes. It's just really kind of running the mill, and then like Paco said, she turns up, saves the day, uh, and then move on. And move on. Uh, so I, I was hoping season three wouldn't be more of that. And I, it's, it's a wee bit of that, but season three feels a lot more kind of kind of pushing the nostalgia button. A wee bit too much. It's a bit, well. it's, I'm sure it's a 15 rated one, season three. So it's definitely a bit darker. Like there's, a, there's a bit where the, the monster infects people and they show you how it does it. Mm. And it like, it's kind of like it puts its tentacles over their face and just pumps shit in their mouth, mm. which is pretty graphic. Mm. 
And when she's pulling the wee finger out of her leg, it was pretty graphic. Unless I've just forgotten some of parts like, from season one and two. Season four definitely has like a lot of that as well, didn't it? Like there's bits where you see people getting like their faces bit off and oh, shit. Yeah, it's, it's a lot blurrier. Yeah. But it was going for a lot more of an of a horror vibe. Aye. Well, I like I mean like from the get go you kinda see people's eyes bursting and shit in the season yeah. four. Um I enjoyed it a lot, man. Like I like I, there's a the, the scene that I guess every the reason Kate Bush is number one. Like, I have watched that scene alone maybe about fucking 15 times. Like, I love that scene. I don't really Didn't care really about that scene. That bit, I like, think because I don't really like that character and I thought it made sense for her to die. Nah. Like, I, I, I did like her beforehand. This, like, this, I liked her a lot in the, that season specifically. One, um, of, one of my major complaints about that show is that there's too many characters. Which is, in season four, is very obvious with the way that they kind of split everybody up and a lot a couple of the storylines just they're just there um so i feel like they need to maybe start knocking some of these kids off if anything just to show that there is actually a real threat i would normally be on the same page as you in this one i think i think in this case i'm not like not everything needs to be game of thrones not everything needs to have I'm not saying it has to be that level where it's Game of Thrones where you just don't know but none of the major characters spoilers you've already said too much about a character referred to as a female dying so now I know a female dies but she doesn't that was my point okay, okay, <laughs> you, you could have left it in the, the not being ruined for him but you, you doubled down there's, mul- it's, there's it's, multiple it's moments where I think he last night I watched some of the Naked Attraction on Channel 4 why? it was on is that the Keith Chegwin thing where he's not naked? <laughs> no <laughs> no it's the one where they get somebody on and they've got six mirrors or boxes with screens on them and they person stands in the middle of the room with the presenter and then the six screens move up to neck height and the people are all uh, naked and they talk about their bodies so oh, look at that that's, that's a weird thing isn't it why <laughs> just because it's perverse and interesting but this was a this was an episode solely focused on a bisexual transgender lgbtq i can't say the lgbtq plus okay so it was it was all that so you'd all manner of different people on who were the people in the middle who were discussing that and the people who were in the boxes were all were not straight. Were not straight. And it was kinda of interesting scene. What what sort of thing do they talk about? Can you uh, give an example? Talk about the bodies. Like, like what like what? Oh, that's a cracking wally. Right, yeah, alright, okay, so it's like it is actually there superficial. Was a fella, there was a fella right. there, there was a fella there whose wally was so big, flaccid, he could slap at a huge thigh. And it was just, and, and it was just like, and did he? He did. Uh, That's why he could talk. He did. And then the, the person chooses. They, they got him down. They always get him into two people. Each is that a danger? What do you mean choose? Right, okay, okay. What? They, they knock people it's, out. They, 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 they um, say, "I'm not having that one. Don't like her tits. Whatever." And they got down to this one when it was a big, the big Willie fella got all the way through the final, and then they chose the big Willie fella, and the president presenter went, "Who did you choose? Choose him for?" And she went, "Cause he's got a big Willie." <laughs> But the best bit was there was a, a transgender woman from Glasgow, right? And she was a, she was when all the screens came up, 
the first one came up and she immediately commented, oh, there's not a hair on that, well, yeah, I like that nice and smooth. That's, that's my thing. And the presenter says, oh, do you like that? She goes, eh, mine's the same, like a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> I swear when I laughed out loud. Did and you then, watch this thing uh, with your... Uh, I, texted, uh, I texted Tino yeah, that bit. But that was, that was probably entertaining. 51. Yeah, I think you sent us a message. Uh, Did saying, I send you about that? Like, but there was no context to it. You just sent the words, like a dolphin. <laughs> I think you did. Like, last a, night? Like, no. no last don't, night it was, was one, it, so... Probably not. Like, maybe I think it was something else. I know we send each other quite a lot of random shit, but <laughs> you said, you definitely sent us something recently where like, I just didn't understand. I knew you found it funny, but I didn't understand the joke and I just kind of was just like, what? What's going on? So, I mean, we, me and Tino and Tommy think sometimes just they watch that and just and just laugh at it because it was interesting. I mean, uh, who would go on the telly and be naked in front of the public? That's kind of quite a lot of folk. Aye, but who of who who of the people you know would do that? I, I, I bet there's because you have to reveal your face. It's not like you can just get away with it. I would. I bet I know one or two folk that would do it. I suppose it depends on how much I get paid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was also a bit of con- I'm sure there's controversy around the advertising programme for it because they put it on the side of the bus naked attraction and then uh, they put the bodies uh, on the side of the bus so that it lined up with others with games on the top uh, seat I remember that uh, but aye fair news stuff on the telly and uh, did your did your missus enjoy it that, like did she well, she didn't really turn it off she doesn't even okay. like, she doesn't really like TV but it was your it was uh, your choice to turn it on I was flicking through the channels she didn't complain I was flicking through the channels and then she went oh you leave this on well, right, so oh, there you go. Did she comment on the uh, huge dick thigh slapping? <laughs> yeah, hi. She, she was like, is that really quite a big one? <clears throat> At the start, because Agni Angle didn't really do it a lot of favours. He commented that it was a big dick, and then uh, from the next angle, it didn't look particularly massive, and then he started slapping off his thighs. And I was like, ah, it's a big dick. There's a sentence in a half. That's a big one. I, I think we've, we've, like we've earned an explicit I mean like the swearing alone in the other episodes earns the explicit rating but hey so uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> I, I, oh no I'm going to watch that single second <laughs> it's good Star Wars right. last time we recorded the show I said it was like the best Star Wars since the original trilogy I then remembered after it I think I said that exact same thing about Rogue One that's <laughs> <laughs> fair in Rogue One's case it was aye but I think that as this season went on it remained good there was a lot of stuff about the plot that didn't make any sense and a lot of really lazy, lazy and contrived writing but all the individual parts of it I quite enjoyed mm-hmm. like I really enjoyed the real acid I got to play Leia yeah. I, I liked the third sister Inquisitor mm-hmm. woman I thought that Ewan McGregor's performance was really good. Mm-hmm. I think Hayden Christensen, they shouldn't have bothered putting him in it because it wasn't even his voice who was in the suit for like the biggest part of it. Then I'm going to shut up because that was going to be a spoiler there. But like a... Is it finished though? Yeah. Uh, like, I, I didn't think about it too much in the first couple of episodes, but by the end, they're trying to create tension by putting a lot of people in peril that you know for a fact all survive. Right. This it, is kind of an issue with... Star Wars people's you kind of know that somehow they will get out of it yeah which is why like most of these shows are more about the journey than the actual end goal yeah but like but by the, the like sorry if this is like I'm not spoiling any plot here or that 
But like it very much felt towards the end of the season as if the justification for the entire show was to set up a character to get their own TV spin-off. I'm not even going to mention who the character mm. is. It's obvious if you've seen it, but like I don't want to think it, but like I, I think it's I, all about giving them their own show. I, I feel it was more about filling in gaps. But it was gaps that didn't... This is actually my biggest complaint about it. But this is... And I'm, I'm going to preempt your complaint with... Go for it. I think this is a problem with a lot of the Star Wars yeah. prequels. Yeah. Is it's gaps that didn't need filling. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that Solo movie... Nobody needed to know how I, he got the name. I still Solo. enjoyed it. Though. Yeah, yeah, but like, no, like these are the parts of it that I hate. Though is like mm. the total, really crap fan service where it just feels like a fucking talking down to like a rather than like anything that's mm. enjoyable. Like we didn't need to know where Leia got her holster from. Yeah. It was just a fucking holster. We didn't need to know where Luke got his little toy fucking spaceship from. It was just a toy spaceship. Yeah. Like these things don't need backstories and like. Disney just seems so fucking. Seems like they're fucking running out of things to, to just make. Modern, modern cinema and television as a whole, though, has that issue where everything has to have lore. Because everybody's looking at making a franchise out of everything. everything. So everything's got to have lore. It's. So like, these things. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, man, I fucking hate Last Jedi. Like, I think that is a terrible movie. Uh, but, like, the, the kind of central thing that they kept saying but not doing in that movie was let the past die like don't be beholden to all mm. the shit that came before it and like that seems to be their whole fucking ethos well, like, yeah, look how they like, course corrected after that be, so. be your own thing like the fucking the, everyone loves those original movies mm. because I mean like they did take like a lot of influence from other stuff like nothing really gets away from that yeah. but they were their own thing they weren't like so beholden to what came before whereas like now whenever they make something it's like I mean, it's bogged down with like all the the extended universe stuff. Even the, like since mm-hmm. just Disney took over, there's like so many rules and caveats to all this bullshit. And it's like it must be difficult to be able to create creatively like plot a, a course yeah. through that without like tre- treading on something they shouldn't have done. But like it, it's all the stuff where they're just so fixated on shit that happened in the past that doesn't need to be important or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just make a fucking story that's good. Like make this again. Like, not to be the fucking guy who just rags on Disney constantly, but they, these are fucking billion-dollar movies and products. Like, these should be the best writers on the fucking planet making this stuff, and instead it's, like, fucking simpletons. Well, the, the next one is Taika Waititi. Good. And, and it's apparently going to be all new characters, all new stuff. Good. Um, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's fine. Has he done... Any Star Wars stuff so far? No, yeah. Just he's just been involved. He, in he was in. He was a voice in the first season of the Mandalorian, was he not? Quite possibly, man. I mean, like he managed to make what was the dullest fucking Avenger entertaining <coughs> in a Ragnarok, yep. and like Thor going forward since then has been like one of the more enjoyable parts of the Marvel universe. So, like, if he, I, though, I would like, I do find his stuff funny. I would like to think that that's not the only thing he can do, though. Like, because mm-hmm. Star Wars doesn't really lend itself too well to like his style of humor. That's not to say whatever he makes won't be enjoyable. Like, it, it could be Star Wars and funny and be good, but I would like to see him do something that's like a bit more serious. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? What was the one? Have you any interest in Star Wars then? It's alright. I'm just. It's always just been alright to me. Mm-hmm. That's as far as I'd go. Did Waititi not do the one with the boy in the outback? Yeah. Hunt for the Boulder people. Yeah, and they do Jojo Rabbit as well. He did ah. do Jojo Rabbit. Mm. But I guess it's kind of serious. Aye. 
It's about Nazis. It's about Nazis. So I'm sure he could do a film about space Nazis. I would. I would say that Jojo Rabbit is like a comedy more than it is anything else. Oh, it's comedy, yeah. But what's which to say fine, we can't have a, a he, Star Wars film? He's is really good at that, though. That, which is fine. I'm sure yeah. whatever he does, it'll be good. Like I, I don't think he's made anything that I have thought that was shit. Like I don't think I've seen anything mm. that he's done that I disliked. Good for you, Jojo. Good for you, Jojo. He's wee paper uniform. <laughs> hey, there's like I, I take it you've also not watched Miss Marvel. I've, well, I've watched not the, your sort of thing, Danny. I've watch. watched the first two of them, but sorry, no, I was just going to say I tried to watch the first episode of the uh, Wonder Vision. Right, I can't even make it through the first day. It's just not my thing. Right? I, I think that's, that's that's a hard see. I think that's a hard show for most people to try and get I, into. I, I'm going to go out on the limb and say popular. almost all of the Disney TV shows, the the Marvel TV shows that have came out are generally watchable but all a bit worse than even just the average movies with the exception of I think like Loki is really good like I quite enjoyed that a fair amount what were the other ones like Falcon Winter Soldier was was, dull as garbage like WandaVision was good but not like I like I was really into WandaVision until like the last episode where it just became a, Mar- uh, a Marvel movie. I, well, my point being though, Dan, is that I, I think you could safely just not watch them. Oh, and no, be yeah, right, you're, you're not missing. Like, I, w- I would watch Loki. Loki's a very good character study. Moon Knight um, is fucking rubbish. Yeah, Moon Knight, fucking crap. Aye, really bad. However, I enjoyed those first two episodes of Miss Marvel. Very kind of enter the spider verse. Well, we we've not really had much of a chance to talk about that. Like a, but I, I think the the last year who plays Kamala is excellent. I love like the the more kind of colourful editing style and stuff. As you yeah. said, it is quite in the spider verse. But I'm also not like amazingly fond of the show purely because it's not aimed at me. Yeah, like, right. it's, it swings it swings younger. Right. It is skewed for like young teens, and a. It doesn't really have much there for kind of older audiences, which again is absolutely fine because like there's hundreds and hundreds of characters in the Marvel Universe. That, you know why the fuck would you want to try and name them all at forty year old white guys? Yeah, um, I'm fine with it no being for me. Like as I said to Tommy after watching the first episode, if I was like twelve years old and it was a Saturday morning and that oh, was God. what was on, it'd be like this is fucking great. Because I mean, like I liked Alex Mack and it's not exactly. Hunter's different from that. Do you yes. Mean? Did you like Dog Tanyon and the Muscat House? I did. I did. Yeah, that's a, good fact, that's a good show. You could probably name pretty much any fucking like kids or cartoon thing from that era, and I liked it. I watched that as well, man. Clarissa explains it all. No, also not. watched that. Like, also, I feel like Miss Marvel well. has kind of vibes. Right, I can see that. Yeah. But like, if it's the sort of thing, if you had kids. And they're like, why watch that stuff? Yeah, you're not, yeah, you're, you're not going to sit there pulling your hair out like ah, you would be with the Teletubbies. So it's, or a good, it's a good entry point. <clears throat> or like, I mean, I think Paw Patrol seems to be the one that like I hear a lot of parents <laughs> talk about these days, where it just their kids watch it so much that it drives them fucking insane. Like, I don't think it's like that. Though I also don't really see kids wanting to watch Miss Marvel on repeat. Mm. You mean it's not like? I also think that must be bad parenting. So why are you letting your why are you letting your kid? Just watch the same thing over and over again. How are they going to learn that you have to be diverse in your viewing? Because they want to fucking sleep. I know exactly, man. Wait to see you've never had to deal with a fucking kid. 
Like, I mean, I'm not even a parent, but like I've dealt with my niece and nephew for a weekend and been like, just give them whatever they want. That's just, <laughs> just, just, that's just laziness on your part as an adult. It's fine. I'm all right with it. I don't think anybody disputes that. Yeah. Mm. Nobody's, nobody's saying there are people aren't lazy when it comes to parenting. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to survive. But also, I mean, when I think back on it, I mean, at the time, I never realised just how much my mum hated Little Shop of Horrors purely because me and my sister and my brother had watched it so many times. Won't the tape it. But, I mean, she must have been fucking sick of that movie. And those songs. uh, There's just something about, like, being that age where, for whatever reason, you don't have a filter to know when the fuck to stop. Feed me, see It's more likely she was just tired of you, three breaths. No. I've not started watching The Boys yet, mainly because uh, between uh, Kenobi, Miss Marvel, and we're watching Succession, which I don't like. I'm just going to say Succession. Personally, I think it gets better and better as it goes along. It seems to become more of a dark comedy, like with each season. Like season three has made me laugh way more than season one and two did. That's quite interesting because I think um, you've got. <clears throat> Like worse. worse, I think it got like, more stale as it went on. I still like, thought it was really t- good. But Tom, Tommy was saying that, that well, there has been a lot of criticism about season three so far. Like I found it really entertaining. I, I think it's interesting because you had such an issue getting with, through uh, the first season one, season one the first, first season because it was so cringeworthy with how fucking awful the people were. But it's still really cringeworthy, but, and the people are still awful. But if it's more of a dark comedy, then you're uh, more accepting than that. Whereas in the first season, you're like. This is the real world and these people don't like that. I don't want to talk about it too much because like the next time (laughs) uh, we do a show, Tommy will probably be here and like, I'd rather wait until he's here and he can talk about it. Uh, See, Tommy would have congratulated me on that, but... You think so? 100%. Whereas now I'm going to have to fucking sit and find that. No, that's staying in. You may as well leave that. That gets taken out, man. That is getting taken out. I will bring it up. As is this. I will bring it up every five minutes. What time is it on the thing, then? I want to watch the boys. I'm waiting, I'm going to wait till all the boys is on. Uh, the newer season of The Orville has also started. The what? The Orville. It's the, what's his name? Seth MacFarlane. It's like, it started off as like a, a spoof of Star Trek, but now it's become more Star Trek than any Star Trek we've had since 2009's Mate, movie uh, Star Trek. Why are your mutual friends was talking about that? You probably don't know who you're talking about. Hey. Hey, no, I'm drawing a blank, but it's really good. Hey. David Tracy. Yeah. Uh, he was also telling me to watch another Star Trek show which has started recently Lord X Strange New Worlds I think it was that one that one I believe you either need to Paramount Plus it or get on the internet Eagles. or Pirate Mount Plus it <laughs> That's right. you know what I'm saying <laughs> right, I'm sure like was that not there was a Star Trek that was due to come on one of the streaming services in the UK and then the fucking day before it was due to come on I believe it is Paramount went no that's what it is now and you have yeah, to wait six I months for it I believe it is this one yeah so no fuck big, them no big loss man they, they also uh, 
if you want to watch, I think it's the third season of Discovery, you can only watch it on Pluto TV or Paramount. Plus. But, but, do these but, people not fucking understand the concept of making things easy? Like, see before all the streaming things, right? When people used to steal shit all the time. But they don't really care about Britain, though, that's the no, thing. No, I just mean... Like, uh, how, not, big, not, how big is this country? Like, It's not so much a localised issue, it's an issue of like, the... The reason streaming got so fucking popular was because uh, it was so convenient. Yeah. And people were like, you know what? It's dead easy. I don't mind. I yeah. can just turn it on. It's there. It works. And then they started, oh, let's have like a million streaming services and you have to pay all these. And, and that's just, why people are going to And now it's just cable shit. again. Yeah, uh, it's 100% that. It's like, it's like idiots. It's fucking stop me so greedy. Greedy, greedy, greedy. I'm, it breaks my heart that I have absolutely no interest in any Star Trek coming out just now, man. Like, it's not in good hands and what it hasn't been for long. That I liked, like I enjoy Lower Decks. Lower Decks is like a kind of mix between like Family Guy and Rick and Morty. Like it's so animated. That's the, that's the comedy one. It's actual Star Trek. No, no, no. That's the Orville. It's the, the kind of seventh one. This one is like it's an actual Star Trek licensed show, but it is a cartoon. That's on Amazon Prime, and it's fun. It's not as good as Rick and Morty. But it's like, it's like. Have you know it's like a backlash towards Rick and Morty recently? Uh, it's because all the fans are dickheads. Are like I think like after that thing where there was like a group of them outside of McDonald's like holding yeah, the fucking star sausage for sauce. the sauce. Yeah, like yeah. after that, like just nobody's got time for Rick and Morty fans, and quite rightly so because nah, like. Well, those people suck. Aye, uh, exactly. But I still find the show really enjoyable, and like I tend to find like people who have criticisms against it are actually people who just don't watch it. It's funny, like it's it's a funny show. It's not as funny, I think, as it used to be. Like the newer ones, the like the newer season that's on Netflix, like not it's not like, you know, not every episode's a banger. It's just like entertaining. Um, I've got the boys to watch it as well. Somebody was telling me it's pretty good. Have you seen the previous seasons? The uh, first two. Aye. Uh, well, 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 if it isn't the invisible the, Right, okay, that answers that question. <laughs> it's a I good can't show. really remember too much of that happens, other than the Captain America fella is, pushes his way off the roof because oh. he thinks he'll fly and he just heals him. The, the bit I always think of when I think of the, the boys, especially season one, is when the, the deep is trying to rescue the dolphin from the aquarium place <laughs> and it just smashes through the window and flops onto the ground. Like that, I think that was the the moment when I kind of, you know, like really fucking loved the show from then on. <sighs> but there's like a bunch of other TV in there. Like just there seems to be no end of just new shit right now, man. There's like so much stuff. It's hard for stuff to stand out, man. I don't. Yeah. Like I watched the first episode of Love Death Robots. Oh, that was the Is that the one <clears throat> where they kind of siren type creature in the yeah. water? Well, that's not the one I watched. That's the last episode. That is a lie. I thought, okay. They're not, it doesn't matter what order you watch that. No, really. They're all, they're all different. The what, one what I watched. Was the first one? It was the Three Robots one, but it's like a, they're tourists in post apocalypse. It's a very good episode. No, I've not seen that one. It, it takes a lot of digs at like a libertarians, which fucking I'm all for, man. Really enjoying hearing snarky comments towards like essentially people who wanted a rapture from the Bioshock universe yeah. and got it. Yeah, <laughs> your your musts, your uh, amazing yeah. things. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. a lot of pot shots at that sort of thing. Your gas goins, your pole inches. But, uh, no, I haven't watched any So much other stuff out, man. Uh, being that it's been like a month since the last episode, or probably more, I don't know, 
like I think the only films I have watched have been Lightyear, which we'll talk mm. about. Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Yeah. Did we talk about everything everywhere all at once the last time you, we showed? Um, you, you were the only one that would seen it, so we kind of brushed upon it, but since then I have seen it, and it is up there as one of the best films I've seen this year. Aye. It's, Tommy also watched it and also thinks it's one yeah, of the best films he's ever seen. It's a magnificent piece. I've not seen it. It's a magnificent piece of cinema. It really, really is. It is really good. Yeah. But it does so many things. Like, I don't want to give away too much because I think it's a film that's best best seen if the, you go the, in. The, the less you can. know about it, the better. Yeah. It's primarily a comedy, <clears throat> but it's got like a decent amount of good drama and a decent amount of good action, including martial arts. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a good mix of like a lot of things. But it's also like, it's <clears throat> lead star Michelle Yeoh has, has, was a home, has been a started off as like kind of Hong Kong actions are in the 90s but has progressed through cinema to just be a kind of international star now and it's as much a celebration of her career and the type of diverse films that she has been in because uh, it jumps it mashes genres together like and it's really not, well it's not haphazardly done uh-huh. um, and it's like <clears throat> And the way that it does it, it does it has very good motifs to kind of keep you in the kind of. Um, it it could be a confusing film, but the way that they they use things like the the aspect ratio to kind of denote this is kind of where you're at, what's happening within the kind of timeline. And then there's a, it's not really a spoiler, but there's a, there's a few scenes later on in the film, which. I just loved because they were just like, oh, this is the Wong Kar Wai stuff. And it was just so reminiscent of In the Mood for Love, which is one of the finest films you will ever see. And it was just done so no perfectly. It was like, right, that's film is amazing. It's, it's really it's, good. Yeah. Even the, there's like, I'm sure you said it the last time I remember, there's a couple of points where you're like, oh, that joke didn't really land. And then 20 minutes later, the punchline for the, the actual joke shows yeah. up. And they're like, right, all right, okay, the setup for that was like, it, it worked. Like yeah. The whole thing just like I I went I left that cinema screen like really impressed with it. Like I enjoyed it a lot. And I, I like the guy I watched it with, like one of um one of my mates, like a he also enjoyed it, but like I think his opinion of it is like the least enthusiastic I've heard about it because like a lot of it didn't work for him, mm. um or not as not as much. But like everybody else that I've known who's watched it has has loved it. Mm. Is it not on, is it on streaming already? I think, I think it's. It a, I think you can uh, pay to rent it's it. Definitely on the illegals. It's all, It's on Amazon, but I think you can pay to rent it at the moment. I think it's still on the it's cinema. It's still in the cinema. It's well worth going to watch. <coughs> there you go. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm it's. Are oh, these figures going to change? I think I looked today and it was still there. Still there. Mm. Like I haven't watched Maverick, but you guys both have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Again. I know you're a bit kind of more down on it than I am, Danny, but I feel that Maverick is a film that was made specifically for me. <laughs> uh, is it just nostalgia, mate? No, it's not. This is the thing about it. Right. Top Gun Maverick, the legacy sequel to Top Gun, surprisingly enough. I believe Tommy talked about it in the last show. Uh, it's... It's not just nostalgia, mate. Like, I'll grant, granted, it follows a lot of the same kind of plot beats. It does. It's got a lot of scenes which is kind of 
mind when this happened, but it does so much more to make those those scenes feel more relevant to the the man that Maverick is now, who is essentially his journey is kind of dealing with his failures and his position in life now that kind of things are maybe going a wee bit wrong and he's on his last chance. And then you just get the Death Star run and some of the most amazing, exhilarating air combat you'll see on a film. It's like, it's okay. All, is it all practical? <laughs> is it, or is it like, it's all practical. Well, I don't want to say it's all practical, but a lot of it's practical. Okay. Yeah. Is it better than the first one? I'm going to I'm going to say no, but I'm not going to say that it's worse than the first one because the first one is very much a film of its time, oh. whereas this one does really well to update it and make it feel relevant. Um, I will say that it helps uh, that if you just kind of switch your brain off at the start to the it's a lot of kind of propaganda. Just switch off right. that part of your brain right, and just right. enjoy it. It's a recruitment it movie for the fucking... Yeah, yes. but the first one was as well. Hmm. I, but the, I mean, that was in the 80s when, like, oh, people... Oh, the 90s were good? No, <laughs> no I, what I was going to say is when people were less critical of that sort of thing. Yeah. But that doesn't really fly anymore, man. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> well, it's, it, it's worth it. Like, that's probably... It's a, it's a thrill to watch it. Okay. I think I, I do want to see it like I've just been too lazy to go <laughs> I, I did enjoy it I, I don't think it helped that the person I had to see it with wasn't as enthused as, as I was I still mm. I thought it was a good film right uh, I, it's just it's a total switch of Bruno film like yeah. uh, and it, it like it's about tw- 2 hours 20 but it rattles uh, along fast, at a good uh, pace it's fast yeah, I'm trying to think of the things that stuck in my head that I didn't like Thought Jennifer Connelly's character was just like talking there to make Tom Cruise. She, she's kind of the the magical pixie girl. She, of it. Uh, name just name of, a movie with Jennifer Connelly in it, with the exception of Labyrinth, where she is not that. Requiem for a Dream. Aye, okay. Okay. Yeah. But she's she's fine in it. But she, uh, she's yeah. usually she's usually just there in the movies that she's in. She's like she's never really the the character that they give her that is essentially is an ex girlfriend. Uh, kind of one-off thing she was kind of spitting by the whole thing and he wanders into her bar and again they get back together and they're kind of pals and then they get together and it's it's the type of relationship you kind of expect from the type of film that it is Mm -hmm. she's there to give him advice when he needs advice she's 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 Kelly McGillis from the first one yeah her character's pretty much the same in that there's a wee bit of tension and then it becomes alright. Right. But that was nearly four years ago. Yeah. So Don't say stuff like that. You would hope that they would find a way to make her character actually... Well, they, uh, give, they give her a kid. So he's got to be, oh, more, he's oh, got, he's got to be more progressive. She likes to that, sail, that, she likes to that sail really, boats. She does like that to really sail. goes against the whole gender norms in movies and stuff, man. To be fair, there's I don't think there's a single scene where she is kind of scantily clad or dressed yeah. in that way. Yeah, Does it... W- w- I want to say it's called the Bechdel test, but I can't remember if that's the actual I know name the test, you, the one you're talking Where about. Where she has a conversation with, with another woman. With another named woman that is not about a man. Does no, it pass course, that? Of course it doesn't. No, it's a no, no, no way. It's about cool... It's about cool guys doing cool guys. Yeah. 
Uh, Tom, <laughs> Tom and Kill things the, the call signs. Uh, oh, there's a female <coughs> pilot. Uh, Hangman is 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 pretty much his Al Kill character. Yeah, he's Hangman's call scene's pretty cool actually in the way it's written on his helmet and stuff. Like, is it done like a game of Hangman? Yeah, with yeah, the right. two as two of the letters are missing and stuff like that, and he's got a wee picture. Other than that, there was one called I think it's a fella called Bob. Right, it's like a guy called Bob, which is fun, and then. His call sign is Bob. I can't remember. His call sign is Bob. Yeah, the rest of them are also forgettable. Oh yeah, like everybody's just a piece to move around the board. You've got Miles Teller as Goose's son. He was. I was going to say Throbber, but it's not. just got dicks in the brain, man. Naked attraction ruined you. He's banging his helmet off both wings. I can't remember what his call sign is. Well, it's it's definitely related to Goose. How is Throbber related <laughs> no, to Goose? You Have you not seen the geese around here? What is his name? Look up. Look you, up. You'll know yeah. what I mean. Aye, like I, I, I know I've heard it before and I remember thinking there was a connection but I can't remember what it was. It's either. obviously not Throbber. <coughs> oh, that is a pretty fucking cool, cool call sign. <laughs> Throbber on your rear. Pickle, pickle. Well, the relationship between... That's, that's quite well done. Yeah. That is yeah, quite they, well done. They handle that really well. Rooster. Rooster, there you go. Yeah. Rooster. Throbber. Rooster, throbber. You know, same thing, same difference. It's it's old fashioned block summer blockbuster cinema. Mm. Made in a very made very much to have that feel of that style of cinema. But it's for grown ups. And to generate that I think they just kind of very openly like they don't try to explain a lot of shit yeah. they, they, they don't, you, you don't know who these enemies are I don't think at any point they, they never ever tell you it's clearly Iran but yeah. <laughs> it's never you don't know where they're fighting you don't know who the enemies are yeah and you, ne- you never see one without a helmet on it's just there it could may as, well be co- may as well be Cobra aye it's there to the purpose of yeah. entertainment and it does a good job with that it, it's the epitome of what high concept filmmaking wants back in the day I, I do and it was really, it was really nice to see Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson on the like involved. In it. Yeah. Who directed? Uh, Joseph Kosinski, who did Tron Legacy. Tron Legacy. So I mean, which is another is, fucking bad so like, movie. Is is his thing then to just like get movies from the fucking eighties and early nineties and like update them, but good? Is that his? Has he done I anything else? I can't think what else he's done. He's been making. Top Gun Maverick for the past ten years. Oh, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, like there was a cl- there was a trailer for, I think it may have been New Mission Impossible, and Tom Cruise looks about ten years yeah. older in the trailer for that than he does in Top Gun. Uh, and he's, I mean, he looks okay for his age in Top Gun, but he looks fucking old. Well, that trailer. film's taking like four years um, to make, you can see and I think they're doing two back to back as well. You can you can fucking see the difference. Yeah. Man. He probably just needs to get these out. Then he because like he knows that he can't be doing like all the shit he does in Mission Impossible films. I, for I think he will continue to do that stuff for as long as he can. But how many Mission Impossibles ago was it that Jeremy Renner was in it? Like he was supposed to be like the handoff of the franchise. No, that was the Bourne franchise. Was it not also Mission no. Impossible? No, was not, really? Yeah, that's all. Like I know the one that Jeremy Renner was in, but no, it's always been. Look, I thought maybe like. I feel like we had conversations in the past about how 
genuinely in her can't she would uh, quite catch a break with that stuff because like he there was like a thumb. there was more than one <laughs> franchise where he was supposed to be like the beneficiary of it and then he just ended up ah he's a beneficiary in terms of it's supposed to boost his career being in it but he's not he wasn't supposed to take over I thought he was like I thought in Mission Set, Impossible Set, especially Set, like the kind of Born definitely was. Born was definitely. But in Mission Impossible, yeah. did he not set him up to pretty much be Tom Cruise's character, but younger? No, not at all. No, no he's not like the kind of no. same no. mega skilled in every single no. aspect no. of no, fucking I don't espionage. If anything, I remember him being a bit of a fucker. Right. I thought he was supposed to take over, but like that movie did so well that Tom Cruise decided to do more. It was like seems to be how I remember it going down. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't think so. Whereas we born, it wasn't so much. Like oh Matt Damon made another good one. It was just like Bone Legacy was that yeah, was forgettable that like just <laughs> killed the franchise. Back to that trailer though, you have to admire the audacity of that trailer. In terms of everyone knows the Mission Impossible franchise is the hallmark of what fucking stupid big stunt is Tom Cruise going to do, and at the end of that trailer they just go, "Here's a big stunt that he's doing," and they show you loads of it because they know that you will still go and watch it. I've not seen the trailer, but like I also don't really want wasted on what the stunt is. I would rather well, see it. Try and avoid that trailer then. Is it not also on the poster? Probably. Is it good? I don't know why I say it. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, do I say if it's good or no? I it's think I think it has the potential to be pretty good. Okay. There's a canyon. It'll be hard to beat Fallout though. Fallout was a uh, it was a, a fun time. That was a good time. Aye. Yeah. Speaking of trailers, like the only part of Jurassic World that I've seen was a trailer for it, and it was like a budget James Bond with him skidding about on a bike. Yeah, and uh, that's a bit. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I won't go and watch this film. I believe you, you pointed made the, out you that made there was the right a town choice. from that James Bond. Yeah, it's, it is. It's this. It's in Malta. And I believe that that new Bond movie, uh, No Time to Die, is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. Like, I believe the whole sequence where he is on a motorbike is in Malta. Just looked, just I think it is that. Trip? I think it is that exact. That's supposed area. to be Jurassic. <clears throat> yeah, supposed to be dinosaurs. Well, Danny, now that you've brought it up, I mean, I there's, you better talk there's dinosaurs. There's dinosaurs. Why would you do this? I actually oh, honestly oh, forgot oh. we had to fucking talk about it, even though you mentioned it not long ago. Like, I fucking hate. A fallen kingdom and whatever the one before that was called. There, there's an episode of this show where we rip into fallen kingdom, and I believe I called it in my top five of worst films I've ever seen. This is, Dominion was worse. I, Dominion. That was, might be recency bias though, because like no, you it, just had to sit through it and it was terrible. No, I remember fallen kingdom being absolutely terrible, but. The kind of atmosphere of Fallen Kingdom trying to be a bit more kind of like a gothic horror with dinosaurs so, was a bit more interesting than yeah, anything yeah, that happened. I, in I guess film. like have, having like the the whole kind of dinosaur in the the mansion, like yeah. stalking the, the wee girl on her bed and stuff. Yeah, was, like, that least... that stuff is is more interesting than anything the Dominion has to throw up at you. So, I went into this knowing full well that I wouldn't like it. In fact, I knew I would hate it, but. That didn't help. I forgot that it wouldn't just be like a really unemotional hatred. It wouldn't just be like an objective, this is bad. I was fucking 
angry <laughs> watching it. He was, and he was like, as fuck. actually fucking angry at how screen. stupid it is. Kids at the end like, of our Rogan got a row that he uh, should have got. Uh, like, I think, like, there was a moment where I was, like, actually just audibly, like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, why is it so bad? Like, why is this happening? Neil, they've got guns, just shoot the fucking dinosaurs. Like, uh, and they're like, I think somebody a couple of rows down had left the screen to go and complain about, about people you? making noise about me. But then by the time the staff member had came in, I had quietened down to like just sitting there, like changing between shaking my head. Like I think I shook my head for the majority of the running time. It was quite embarrassing. And to like be honest. <laughs> when when I wasn't shaking my head at just the disbelief of how bad the movie was, I had my face in my hands at how dumb it was. Like I was actually face palming. And that was the whole movie. It was like yeah. every scene had something that was shit in it. <laughs> uh, but by the time the staff member came in, like I think one of the kids at the end of the row had been checking their phone or something and they no, got the yeah. row that was intended for me. Um, and if it was holy fuck, what a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, the script is so bad. The plot. It's so dumb. Plot's terrible. Plot is terrible. Is the performances true? are terrible. I mean, this doesn't work on a real cast, but is it true that by doing this, Aye. You can stop dinosaurs. Doesn't matter what dinosaur yeah. it is. You put Doesn't it matter who you are. your horn up. They're like, oh yeah. man, he's putting his horns up. What does that That's mean? That's it. Yeah. Aye. Right, if he's stranger things. <clears throat> also, like, there's a point in the movie where I believe it's Jeff Goldblum says the line, watch out from the sides. Like, what, like you know, be careful, yeah. watch your sides. <clears throat> because obviously in Jurassic Park, the raptors are intelligent enough to use each other. I think I thought I had a nosebleed there, just <laughs> thinking about the fucking movie. Uh, they're intelligent enough to use each other as like decoys and bait kind of thing, because like, they're meant to be really fucking intelligent creatures. Like, you know, there's like that whole bit where Muldoon talks about how they're testing the fence for weaknesses, they never test the same part, all that stuff. Like, they learn to open doors, like, you know, they're, they're exhibiting signs of problem solving and stuff. And then, like, the previous movies in this franchise, like, made the raptors goodies yeah. like which was like already bad enough but now this one's like made it so that they are completely forgettable like they're just like they're a non-threat like the, the last movie got heavily criticized because like one of the kind of central plots of it was that they had trained like some hybrid dinosaur to be able to like recognize if somebody been tagged by a laser sight and then, like, it would go after them like it was a Terminator. They doubled down on they that. They doubled down on this one. <laughs> like, people were pointing out in, in the pre- after the last one came out that if somebody has the time to point a laser pen at somebody, they could have just shot them. Yeah. Right? They know that in this movie. That has been something that has been pointed out. And rather than being like, yeah, I can't believe we tried to do... Like, have a lane and be like, fucking the other thing with the laser sight just shoot someone like own that mistake own yeah. that fucking stupid pop point instead they double down on it there's a woman who's like not even looking at where she's pointing she's like pointing it behind her head and managing to tag Chris uh, Pratt who's on a motorbike like fucking hundreds of yards away she tags four or five separate people with this fucking light all of them survive highlighting how inefficient using these dinosaurs <laughs> to fucking attack people is. Don't back to double do. They fucking like and that's just that's not even like the worst. There's, but so, there's, many. A, there's so many stupid stuff which is just there for the sake of it. Like the the bad guys are kind of uh, 
Steve Jobs. He's Steve. just Steve Jobs. Aye. See, I I got more. Uh, what do you call him? Microsoft guy. Bill Gates. I got more of a kind Who's of. Who's the guy that runs Apple? The new Tim Cunt. Actually, I don't know his name. Now that you mentioned that guy, more like him. Just just because it's because the whole thing's about kind of medical kind of science and things like that. Uh, which, that's Jobs, isn't it? Well, they all kind of get involved. They're in all that same. They're that, they're they're that, that kind that of mishmash same. of the kind of big Silicon Valley kind of guys. Like he, I, I definitely. He is supposed to be. Uh, it was I think I watched a. Uh, it was Mister Sunday Movies pointed this out that the character he plays is in the first film. He's the guy that. As in Jurassic World, as in not Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. As in Jurassic Park, he's the guy that tries to buy. The, the show off, off, off Dennis Nedry and give right. him the shaving can. Right. So there's a callback to that where he's got the shaving later, can very yeah. late in, where he goes back to his office and he picks up that shaving can, which is all dirty and everything. Why would he have that? Like, the, if you remember the, the movie that Dennis yeah. Nedry dies, that that can gets fleed off to nowhere, and covered like, in mud, exactly, and pissing rain. Exactly. There's no way that cunt's finding that. Not just that as well, though, but the only reason he's got that can is so they can replicate that exact shot yeah. later on in the movie. Like, when he has to evacuate, he takes that with him. Then he gets attacked by the same type of dinosaurs that oh, killed yeah, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. Then Smell. that same thing yeah. happens where the can drops and gets fucking covered <laughs> yeah. and stuff. It's like, fucking fuck off. so bad. Like, honestly, I think I actually audibly did say fuck off at <laughs> that point. But, like, see what we're saying about the... the, the the Star Wars stuff about how it's so ah. beholden to the stuff in the past like Jurassic World had like so many bits where this is from Jurassic Park but shit like it was so clear that it's like here are the fucking goggles the kids used this is just that same sequence but not with any of the tension like this one it it doubles down on that shit as well there's like so many shots where they're like oh man we'll put this in here See, the fucking guys will love this bit that's kind of interesting because like, like, just thinking like, back briefly to Top Gun like, there's a lot of scenes in Top Gun that definitely call back to the first oh, yeah, like, yeah. there's a scene on the beach where they're playing American the, football with two footballs uh, some kind of I don't know I don't even know uh, yeah, but it's, like, it's, it, it's the it's volleyball call back to the volleyball scene with the ball with their tops off and it's fine like it works you can do that shit but you obviously Jurassic only only if it actually like, the, I think the difference is that the way that they do it in Top Gun is done with care and kind of a reverence for what's come before it it, it does it with the acknowledgement of like alright we know you've seen the first yeah. one here's right. anything for you guys right. whereas this one's like mind the first one ah, but shit <clears throat> but it's rubbish but it's like it's, it's so granular with it though but it does it like right down to the shots it's like See the bit in the, the first one where uh, Laura Dern has to go and turn on the dancers right, again, yeah. right? There's two separate parts of the movie that reference that part. Like, one of them is Laura Dern doing the same thing, turning power on in a fucking mm-hmm. abandoned thing, but they get attacked by locusts rather than raptors. Oh, right? yeah, right? the whole, fa- the whole plot is actually about locusts. See the shot in Jurassic Park where it's like, Ellie, you see her feet coming down on the walkway and then she sprints and she's trailing the torch behind her because she's being chased by the raptor. Then, like, in the same shot, the raptor's feet come in and you see the raptor's feet going. They do that exact shot, but it's uh, Chris Pratt and 
the lassie that's a smuggler. Like, I don't recognise her for anything. Uh, it's it's, it's Fox, the two of them running towards the lift. And then it goes from that reference, from that shot of the first Jurassic Park movie, straight into another reference of a shot from Jurassic Park where uh, the lassie... What was the lassie's name in the first movie? I can't remember her name. Sam? I can't remember. Like, see the bit where she's hiding for the raptors in the kitchen? And she... The name of the show! I said it, man! See the name of the show? Like, uh, she, she's got to... She's, like, like pulling down the the, the, the... the thing to get away from it. They changed from that first reference shot to that other shot where they're pulling down the fucking thing before the raptor gets them. Uh, it's like... It's, the, it's... That's everywhere it's everywhere it's like it? if Top Gun like, didn't, didn't do the American football if Top Gun did the fucking volleyball again with the yeah. same song it's like if Ready Player One rather than just rather than just being about nostalgia in general was particularly just about the nostalgia of Jurassic Park that's what this movie is this feels like Ready Player One but just for Jurassic Park so it is Fucking god awful! And everyone's so bad in it as well. Yeah. Like, it's the worst I've ever seen Chris Pratt. Like there's a fucking amazing bit in it though. Amazing because of how bad it is. Where they're in a plane heading towards uh, the complex. The 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 bad guys own where all the dinosaurs are. It's in the Italian mountains. And they they yeah. they turn off. Well, it's a mountain range. It's secluded because it's like the, the valleys. Like it's in a valley a, within. The in a part where the dinosaurs are going to find it hard to escape the valley because it's in the mountains. Do they have the flying ones? Aye. Yeah. Right. But they've got a way of. They've got a device that stops the flying ones from attacking planes. So the Steve Jobs guy turns that off because he doesn't want Chris Tim Pratt. Tom? Because uh, he, he doesn't want Chris Pratt in a Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard in the the smuggler lassie. The wonder why? Okay, is the wonder why? Is that her name? Like they don't want them getting to the islands. So they turn that off, and then they are immediately. Attacked. And I mean, oh immediately yeah, it's literally a split second. Like by this like huge thing that just starts ripping the plane apart. And like as the plane's going down, Chris Pratt turns the Bryce Dallas Howard and says. There's only one parachute right. in the thing. Oh, man, like hey, we need to eject you out of the plane because like you're like the lassie's only shot. Like you're our mother. We need to get you here. And they fucking pull the ejector seat and <laughs> eject Bryce Dallas out of the sky, full of angry evil dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst the two of them, who quite clearly are not going to die because they're two of the fucking central characters of the thing, are crash landing towards the complex right next to where they need to be. Like not only is she like as soon as the parachute goes off <laughs> in the sky in, a in, seat, the, in the sky in a seat completely defenseless surrounded by massive razor birds <laughs> like nothing she do it the parachute opens and then it immediately gets slashed <laughs> but like the seat's got another parachute in it oh, which it gets lower in the ground right? but then that also kind of fucks up so she lands in the trees and she is miles away from where she needs to be. And before she's even out of the tree, a gigantic fucking T-Rex-like thing is right beside her, doesn't notice her. Like no, a, Their vision is better based on movement. Yeah, their vision is based on movement. The T-Rex's one is <laughs> from 1994, 3, 93, which was outdated science because it's now believed that T-Rex's didn't actually... Even if it was, but that's the thing though, it's not actually a T Rex. It's like it's like a big dinosaur that's got Edward Scissorhands uh, fingers. It's got like huge, yeah. huge stabby nails. It's Dino Scissorhands. Like okay, so it's there. 
it doesn't notice her. It swats away a deer because, like, apparently it doesn't really want food. It just starts eating leaves. Is that right? Yeah, no, it starts eating like, leaves. Like, it starts yeah. eating leaves. So, like, it, it's a carnivore, but it doesn't seem. It, it just seems to be a dick. Like, it just <laughs> it just kills the deer for no reason. Uh, and like, it doesn't notice her. So rather, for rather than fucking just staying in the harness in the tree right. until it moves away, she decides to start unbuckling herself and thuds to the fucking ground. But luckily for her, not only the T-Rex, but every fucking dinosaur in this park is blind when it's close to a person. The thing walks behind her like she's well, the, crawling. The, it's, a whole, it's a whole scene is basically her getting stopped. It's literally, Aye, the she's thing crawling is, on the ground, she, it's there. The thing is right <clears throat> behind her and it is following her and like it's not even doing anything. It's just like, yeah. and then she crawls into the water and it stands over it and roars then goes away and then like later on there's like other, other dinosaurs where it's not T-Rexes it's just random dinosaurs there is a main character close to it and it just just yeah. doesn't see them. Like, what the fuck is this? It's just, it's so, and, like, everything about it is bad. Like, I honestly... The, wor- the worst part of that Bryce Dallas Howard scene is that it's lazy, it's lazy screenwriting because it's, it's, it's just an excuse to split up the party <clears throat> and essentially to add a bit more running time to your story, which... See if they just had them all on the plane that crashed. Aye. Cut fit maybe ten minutes out of that film. That film's already two almost two and a half hours long. How long was that film? So it's two it, and a half hours aye, long. It's pretty fucking long. Do you feel it? Oh, yeah, aye. you feel every oh, minute of it. Yeah. Like there's also like other bits where there's like two huge dinosaurs that get set loose in Malta, and they're in like one of the kind of town squares, and people are just there, and they're aye, not they're not trying to hide from it. And the thing's just like going around just eating folk. And folk are just kind of like, eh, just walking around. Like, the, there there was, aren't two gigantic dinosaurs right beside them. There was one like, kind of, there was one scene which I actually thought was pretty good. And it's where Clone Girl... Uh, don't get me fucking started in the Clone yeah, Girl. If you, if you don't remember, the wee little girl that's in this film was... Um, she was found <laughs> out to be a clone in the Fallen Kingdom. So Clone Girl escapes a real log cabin, goes into town, she goes into this wee... Not say we. It's like a kind of um, like a logging, logging kind of camp, right. and the big, uh, big giant lumbering herbivore wanders in, going ma ma, and she and, and she tells uh, one of these worky guys, "Oh, this is what you do. You kind of lead them out, and they lead them out." Oh yeah, the, and, oh. and it's kind of like, all right, okay, this is showing you how people in the world would. Would act if it was. I'm going to counteract this by pointing out that this is actually shit in a minute. But and, a, and apparently that that was <coughs> the original vision of that of that film was that, that coexistence. Was a, yeah, it was they a say story it. about coexistence, and it's something they do talk about, but they never, never ever really yeah. deal with, and and so it makes everything that comes after just a. Oh, they've went. Oh, well, it's got to be, it's got to be an action film. There's, there's like a see, see as you'll see in the in the opening part they kind of show like montages of the dinosaurs in our world, but as I said like in the mall bit there's like T Rexes and shit in the square yeah. and there's just no one reacts to it. In the opening intro bit there's like a, a pterosaur like a big winged a uh, dinosaur just cutting about New York, as if the military wouldn't have just fucking wrecked yeah. that because it would have been fucking killing people. Do you mean it's like that that even that like they they point out that all the dinosaurs that are loose all over the planet 
they all got there because of the ones that escaped the house at the previous film, yeah. which was only about 40 dinosaurs. And they, like they, they do kind of explain it a bit by saying that the ones that were grabbed by people in the black market and purposefully bred... Uh, but like, it does. It, it takes a time jump. A couple of years. Right, jump. but it's like it's it's humanity's stupidity and greed yeah. that have like made these things go worldwide. But uh, even that's just like really kind of badly played. But the, yeah, see, it, see, feel, it feels very tacked on. See the the bit Neil's talking about. Like I can understand you if you watched that and that was your takeaway that it was about like this is how it's supposed to be about coexistence. This is how you deal with them. That's fine for me. It was. Do you remember that bit in Jurassic Park one where? Uh, Sam Neill uses a flare to distract the T-Rex. Oh, I never even thought about that. Because the T-Rex's vision is based on light and movement. That's right. And then like he's using the flare as a light and he distracts it and throws it away. Now apparently just every dinosaur loves flares because it's not even just that dinosaur. Later on, they also do it with a different dinosaur. They use a flare, which is not a T-Rex, to just, uh, just apparently dinosaurs love flares. That's yeah, a thing. I, that never even crossed my mind. Like that's exactly what I thought as soon as I saw it. I was yeah, like, "Are you a fucking that, idiot? Are you an actual fucking it, idiot? Yeah, yeah. Not you. I mean, the guy who fucking came up with that is a yeah. someone got paid to write that. Like that. I think that's my main problem with it, man. It's like yeah, people will go and watch this shit. People got fucking paid to write this shit, and it's worse than a Dan Brown book. Like it's fucking rubbish. It's so rubbish. Man, I went to Roswell Castle. Brilliant. Did she enjoy it? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the door, not that. Aye, uh, she, she liked that Dan Brown, Dan Brown book, so. <laughs> to be fair, what was it called? Da Vinci Code? Da Vinci Code. Uh, was it entertaining enough movie? Start, uh, not the movie was, uh, the movie was pretty shit. I read the book start to finish, it was trash. But it was yeah, a, well, compulsive read. I, I read it on holiday one year. Just because there was nothing else to read. That's fine. It was, it was, Actually, I, don't get me wrong, man. I think Dan Brown is a fucking rubbish author. I think he's... Like, don't get me wrong. I think <laughs> Dan Brown is a fucking rubbish author. Right, because I'm about to say something kind of positive about <laughs> it. But like, I've always seen him as like, inspirational because like the way I see it is if somebody that talentless can become famous from writing, surely anybody who's like got any kind of fucking drive to do it will be able to it's fucking make it ah, exactly that's the way I've always kind of seen it same with Ernest Klein fucking oh, god fuck awful guy, person that guy's just made fucking millions by pandering idiots and yeah. a, if he can do it man surely you know if I lose my a, sense of pride like I can write something equally as shit and make money <laughs> like Fifty Shades of Grey Woman Stephanie Myers is that, right? is that right or was, no, she, is that was she the Twilight one who's the Twilight one whoever the fuck make, make well, because Fifty Shades of exactly. Grey is Twilight fan fiction like all these fucking shit heels like if they can make money being that crap like it's only my laziness which was established at the start of the show that is, a, that is, is stopping me from doing it these shit manchers these strumpets <laughs> you'd have to lower yourself you'd have to lower yourself to oh, young adult fiction I've heard that like I have heard and this was ages ago so I don't know what the case is right now but if you can just crap out a fucking Mills and Boone novel Mm. you get like seven grand for it just like just doesn't matter what do do you know about romance what is I mean I can (laughs) fucking dude I can watch any generic bullshit and make a love triangle (laughs) in a some housewife who fucking loves neighbours will gobble that shit up. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> why, like, seriously, why is nobody doing anything with any of the characters in the Big Lebowski? There's a the sequel prob- with um, oh, no, no, the Jesus. Dude, there's probably. There um, see fun. if you type in Big Lebowski fan fiction into the internet, you will probably get oh, 20 I mean, million. Yeah, why is there nothing being written that's good? The, how like, do you know there isn't? There hasn't made it to. Like movies or a TV show or like why is there not been a Fifty Shades of Grey for the Big Lebowski I would would imagine whoever owns the IP doesn't want it Fifty Shades you know what good for them we don't need any more I I watched that recently for the first time in half a decade I don't think we need to talk about Big Lebowski no I don't need to it's just it's it's, it's fucking like it, it, it remains one of the best. So well, like, it's ridiculously good. Yeah, I better guess I better not talk about Days of Thunder, man. <laughs> I <laughs> watched Days of Thunder. Right. Do you want to talk about Top Gun with cars? Man, <laughs> that Days of Thunder still holds up. That like it's it's worth a watch. Aye. but I mean, it very much is Top Gun. It's Top, Top Gun, Gun cars. cars, yeah. Aye. Which is not to say it's bad. It's Days a of it's, is good. it's a bit dumber than mm. Top Gun with cars. Uh, and there's a few scenes in there that do not hold up well. Can I like <laughs> see before we fully move away from Jurassic Park? Can I say like one of the main things that really fucked me off towards the end of that film? There's a part where Steve Jobs tries to get get. I'm doing finger quotes. Get rid of the evidence, which involves setting all the gigantic locusts on fire. But like he sets them on fire, and for some reason they don't die. They all just leave the building. up with dinosaur DNA, which makes them stronger. Did they say that? Yeah, they're hybrids. I think if you set the dinosaurs on fire, they would die, though. No, but... <laughs> it's, you're, that's what you're supposed to infer, because but, they're hybrids. Right, they rather than, it, be, rather than it being like a sealed room, and like <clears> it just burns them and they all just fucking incinerate like a fucking intelligent, sane person who owns possibly hazardous, hazardous material in a lab would do. Instead, like he sets them on fire, and it's unclear whether or not all the air vents in the building open up, or whether they were all open to the air already. Right. Okay. I'm, g- I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to take this one. The way that that uh, room worked was this clear plastic kind of cell, much like Magneto's in the X Men films, where they had it's essentially like cornfields, mini cornfields, where they were gestating these. Uh, locusts and bring them a bring them age so the fire the way the fire worked is it was a thing on the ceiling which was on a rail so it was like a a line block of just flame it was like sprinkler it was, was anti sprinkler yeah like a sprinkler reverse system sprinkler. reverse where, sprinklers <clears throat> where it moved slowly along the room so that everything went on fire everything would burn but when it got to the end of the room the air vent opened up to release the thing that puts the fire out and they all they all just fucking that. leave and they start <clears throat> setting the valley on fire and then because of setting the valley on fire earlier in the film they talk about how they can basically give all the dinosaurs electric shocks to like kind of nudge them to go places so you can hear them so they can hear them yeah, so, right, so like the forest is on fire and they're like oh shit the forest is on fire we better activate the protocol that makes all the dinosaurs come back to the facility but there's no containment protocol. Yeah, they bring yeah, all the dinosaurs about. to the place where the humans are, so there's a fucking bloodbath. Like, <laughs> what kind of company? Yeah. What kind, get like, there's like a, literally a bit where the pilot is like, "I'm going to land the helicopter in the courtyard," and they're like, "Oh, don't do that! The dinosaurs are here." 
And she's like, alright, what? <laughs> and then like the day anyway. And then the T Rex has a, a fight with like the, the other thing that I can't Gigantor But like the T Rex kinda loses a bit and gets kinda beat down. And then the gigantic one is about to start mauling the, the main characters, but the pilot woman fires a flare in the air and the the flare a illuminates the fact that Dino Scissorhands just happens to be in the corner of the room. <laughs> then Dino Scissorhands has a fight with the big one, but it can't quite take it on. It does the worst shot of the whole film, where it zooms in on the T-Rex's eye, and the T-Rex's eye opens up in sharp like focus, and it gets on, and it's a two-on-one match yeah. between Dino Scissorhands, the T-Rex, and the bigger guy. And then, like, they kill it by the T-Rex ramming it into Dino Scissorhands' big fucking scissor fingers. And then the two of them look at each other like, Good job, man. If they could have high five, they would have. They would have done. Yeah. Which is like exactly how the last film, no, the first film. It's how they all end. Right. The, exactly, man. It's like, fuck off with this nonsense, you fucking gimp. Like, <laughs> take Colin Trevorrow's fucking movie license away from him. Is that what you said in the cinema? Fucking sew his mouth shut, poke out his eyes, and sew his fucking hands together. Don't let the man near a <laughs> fucking camera. <laughs> Don't let him near a camera or a fucking pen or a script or anything, man. Like, just kill him. Just kill Colin Trevorrow. Dave for me. <laughs> hey, what what about uh, the film we watched before? Which was Lightyear. Lightyear, yeah. yeah. Playing really good. Totally. I, I, I really enjoyed Lightyear. Really I, was, I was well into it. It was dead good. It's a, so it's, it's supposed to be the movie of the film that the, Andy from Toy yeah. Story loved Buzz Lightyear for. Yeah. So the whole thing is supposed to be like a movie. It's a film within it's, a film. It's not. It's not done that way though. It's like it, it's just the movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, There's, it's like it, have a screen at the start that says, uh, "This is that uh, film." And Andy uh, yeah, yeah. had a toy called Buzz. Yeah, yeah. Based on a, it was based on a, a film. Mm-hmm. Right? This is that. Film. And that, that's yeah. pretty much the only time it really kind of references the and fact. Yeah. 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 Then is that's the setup. It's like just a kind of fun romp adventure where, like, they're doing like. Just really kind of basic sci-fi yeah. stuff. It's not. It's nothing uh, you haven't really. It's seen just a fun. Before. It's just a fun yeah. romp. Um, find, I kind of find it hard to talk about it much past that though. The like, cat. The, the cat. The cat was pretty cool. There's a wee robot cat that steals the show. Pretty mm-hmm. much makes the film. Right. Um, I mean, like he's alright as well, I guess. But like he's quite bland. But that's Buzz Lightyear, right? It's like kind of. Yeah, it's a very kind of. It's it's very much assemble a crew, like a like people finding their place, like Buzz like he remembers like his world that's all full of military service and medals and fame and glory mm-hmm. and a like he causes an accident that means that like people are stranded, but like he kinda sees it as his mission to get everyone back. But like so really so, similar so yeah another film about trauma really, really <laughs> yeah. he, he, he doesn't even really cause the accident does he, he no he kind of, kind of does <laughs> uh, anyway like he, he, I think a lot of it's about just kind of him the, the theme is like learn to rely on other people yeah well. but I, I think it's, it's it's more than that though it? because like it's really similar to Endgame where something traumatic happens and people remember the way things used to be but it's kind of about like learning to live with that what happens after that it's like you know Tony Stark had his daughter and didn't want yeah. things to go back like it wasn't about changing time it was about like kind of fixing the mistake and that's yeah, the, it's, the, a, the it's, same. A, it's a personal journey Aye. about learning from your mistakes yeah Learn, learning that learning to live, learn, with learn loss to live and, within the world Aye. that you're in so like the, the movie kind of does a lot of time jumping and then it becomes a film about 
what have your parents said sorry which is also yeah kind of what everything everywhere all at once is about how many movies like I know that's been done a few times but I can't think of any no that's a big spoiler I'm not even going to say that I mean like like you like unlike Jurassic World Dominion which I think the the thing on this show is kind of historically been if a movie is that bad we don't even really kind of say spoilers for it whatever that movie just deserves to get fucking ruined like don't go watch it like you know I Frankenstein Ready Player One all the fucking Jurassic World movies, like they're all dog shit. Like, I've absolutely no fucking guilty feelings about mm-hmm. laying out those plots. Lightyear is worth watching. Yeah. And because of that, like, there's no. You shouldn't really do spoilers, I guess. There was a, a wee hint of Interstellar recent, since it last. Oh, it, it leans very heavily into a lot of things. It's got a lot of kind of Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Uh, it's got. I felt it had had kind of mass effect kind of yeah, to okay. it as well. Assemble a team. Assemble yeah. a team going on a remission. Clay Davis from The Wire, isn't it? That's right. Yes. yes. What's his name? What's his name? I can't remember his name. Do you know who Clay Davis is? No. Do you know ever heard of the, the fella he goes who says the word? She. Yeah. You said you know who he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard people do that. Like, I know. But I never strong. said anything there. You, mm. me, you, you. Before I said to you, must know. I've heard. Like I knew. This before. Well, you said the wire, and then you were like leading okay. up to. Right, okay. Okay. There's maybe a bit too much Taika Waititi just kind of riffing. Well, but I, I genuinely think. I mean, as we said earlier, I think he's, he's usually he's, he's, he's usually pretty good. Yeah. Like, in this, like, also the, they really don't do anything to make it feel like a character. It just feels like there's there's a punchline. Like, kind of similar to, I guess, like, Free Guy. Uh, uh, where it's just like, oh, he just was, fuck he was terrible in uh, Free Guy. Movies, um, like, it's so, it's so hard to, like, without just being... Like, this is something Alan Kerr said years ago, and it's, like, something I think about quite a lot, though. It's, like, when it comes to these type of movies, it's really hard to give a review of it without it being reduced to just remember that bit. Yeah. Remember that bit. Like, suffice to say, it's, like, the movie's fun. The humour hits more than it doesn't. Mm-hmm. The plot isn't anything revolutionary, but it's like it doesn't need to be. It's like it's basic. And I feel that it's got some quite good kind of heartfelt moments. There's a bit kind of half midway through, which I feel kind of rivals up the beginning of up. Yeah, I can see that. In terms of the kind of emotional impact of it, quite a direct comparison. Yeah, Uh, it looks stunning. It's one of the best looking Pixar films I've seen. The the scenes where he's off planet. Um, try to do the the MacGuffin hmm. uh, were fantastic were visually exciting oh. uh, be honest though that cat does 90% of the head oh right? yeah the, the cat's the best thing in it right. which I believe the cat's name is Socks it, it is, is. Yeah. Yeah. do you guys have anything to add to that do you know what I mean it's like, like we, I don't think we're doing this movie any justice because it's, it's, a, it's so hard to talk about why it's good. It's a pleasant 90 minutes Aye. where you can just enjoy Aye. yourself. Yeah, exactly, man. Uh, and it's a kid's movie, but it's as an adult, three adults who haven't seen it, we all we all thought it was good. Yeah. It's a nice, enjoyable film, and then he's written ruining it by going to see the Jurassic Park. Uh, Jurassic Park. should have went to Top Gun. Ah, you had the chance to do that, didn't uh, you? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing as well, though. Like, you've already <coughs> seen Top Gun. Ah, he wants to see it I'll, I'll watch that again. But, <clears throat> which, but, I mean, that, that is the deciding factor, because, like, 
I wanted to see Top Gun, but I knew that we hadn't seen Jurassic yeah. World in this podcast as a thing. I know, but that, that's the problem with doing a podcast is that you feel you have to go and see things that maybe I, I still would have went to see that even if I, I, as, I, much, I as much as I, I hate I it, I need to know. Like, Daniel, I'll go one further than that. Everything I've just said, if they bring out another Jurassic yeah, World, no, no, I'll, I'll watch another I'll one. There's yeah. something that matters, yeah. you man. <laughs> no, I, I, you, I are, you are complaining about people being paid money to write that shit and then you're fucking funding it. Well, it's like last time we had podcast, he sat and Reeled against Marvel movies about how he's bored with the rush it. I just don't want to watch him anymore. Watch well, Miss Marvel this week, aren't I? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll watch four next week. Look at. Uh, I actually think that looks good, though. To be fair, <laughs> though it also doesn't look like it's going to fall into the multiverse stuff, which is the nah. real thing. Like that, the multiverse. They may as well say, like, how can we make our entire fucking IP just not have any stakes? That's what the multiverse is to me. And it's what they're leaning into, like, so heavily, like, now, so. And again, like, I get that Thor is, like, a lightning god, but he's also relatively grounded compared to all the other bullshit that's been happening recently. Like, he still just punches shit and hits things with a weapon, like, whatever. You know. I'm sure that the third act of that movie will end with a lot of bad CGI and things I don't care about. <laughs> but like, there will be enough funny things in between. A, you know, whatever, man. I'm not trying to say I'm not a hypocrite. What I'm saying is that I, I recognise that there's something fundamentally broken about me and whatever. <laughs> Have we got anything else? No, <laughs> no, no, I don't think I've really watched anything else. I, I made a list, but I think we've covered pretty much everything. I, I really want to wait for Tommy to come back before we talk about Succession. Succession. Like, I honestly think that deserves a lot to talk about. I think it has... Have you the, watched, how much of it have you watched? Season we are three? about halfway through season three. Has uh, Big Tall Swedish Northman showed up yet? That doesn't sound familiar. Skarsgård? No. No. Like, uh, the last episode we watched had Adrian Brody in it. Aye. Oh, Aye. Did they go for a walk on the beach? Aye. Have you seen any succession yet? I've still got it there to watch. The show's really good. It's definitely worth a watch, really. Yeah. The, the writing is really fucking good. The performances are really fucking good. Oh, did you? Is, <laughs> is, uh, is Brian Cox gone back to Scotland yet? Aye. See, what was, what was on the side of the guy held up again? Roy Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a direct reference to the Trump thing though, isn't it? Aye. Aye. Oh, did, he know, did his son know by him heart and love him? Aye, Like, all the characters are like no, the lost, most the, 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 the most three-dimensional characters I think I've seen in, in like TV shows and stuff because it's like they're all dicks they're all fucking dicks but you kind of want to find something to like about them and there is something to like about them quite often as well like there's like parts where one of them gets like physically struck by a different character and the immediate response is to like as a brother like defend them Mm -hmm. and like there's like a lot of that kind of sibling stuff where it's like they're dicks to each other but there's like that kind of underlying understanding that's Mm -hmm. just there where they're kind of also like just backing each other up like everybody does something that's cuntish but they've also got like parts where you're kind of like even Brian Cox who's like supposed to be the Rupert Murdoch analogue even he has moments where you're like that was kind of that was good like is it like 
that was respectable, even. Do you know what I mean? No, I mean he is like the least respectable in the lot. But like, um, the montage of him saying "fuck off" is is pretty good. Hmm. Shows class. Really good show. I will endeavour to watch it for next time we can reconvene. Aye. Like just watch some of it. Just as long as you've watched some of it. Yeah. It is. It's, at first, it's hard to watch because they are all dicks. Well, I've seen I've seen the first episode, <clears throat> and yes, they are all dicks. I. Shiv's great, like a fucking. I think she's a brilliant character. Just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to talk about anything else? Or uh, the only other thing I had in my list <coughs> was I finally got around to, to watching season three of Legion. All right, on okay. Disney Plus is that good? Yeah, uh, that is a good show. Um, Legion is the it's based on the X-Men characters, Legion. Which is Charles Xavier's son. Charles Xavier's son, who has multiple personality disorder, uh, but is also one of the most powerful sidekicks in the world. Um, It's this weird kind of 60s, but kind of futuristic, just mindfuck of a show. It's a show which is more interested in its aesthetic than than its plot a lot of the time but not it doesn't work against it because it's visually arresting um, it's very 12 monkeys when he's in the scene asylum yeah there's a lot of that kind of <clears throat> kind of feel to it Dan Stevens is as good as the main character uh, he's got quite a capable uh, supporting cast around him uh, by season 3 it gets weird. Well, it's, like it's, we- it's weird from it's the start. Weird. Like it I, gets weird. I don't remember how far through I got into it. Jermaine Clements had shown up. He uh, he's in I think season one and two. Right. Yeah. I, like I, I think that movie that uh, TV show started off pretty bad, but the more I watched of it, the more I liked it. Like yeah. As it kind of went on, just kind of got better and better. And then well, I, the way it then I make, stopped watching it, but I don't know why. Uh, the way it combines. <clears throat> Uh, its soundtrack with what's happening happening visually is really well done. It's got a great eye for um, its music cues. I, I, I could see myself returning to that and watching more of that. I like, think there's only like eight episodes this season. Well, there is like a million things to watch just now, man, yeah. so I'm not sure when I'll... I don't really watch that much TV hmm. in general. Unless it's the Marvel stuff for whatever reason, even though no. I find it all just distinctly average. Technically, it's a Marvel thing on Disney+. Mm-hmm. Plus. Oh, and I'd watch some. I started rewatching the X Files again. <laughs> All right, <laughs> just from the start. Just from the start, I'm about eight episodes into season one. They've just they've just done the thing episode. When they're in Antarctica with yeah. the fungus that comes at the neck, that's that's season one. That's season one. Oh, yeah. What other what other episodes are in there? Uh, I've had tombs. First tombs in season one. Yeah, this is a big season one guy. Is he? I yeah. thought he was I thought that was well later. There's two tombs episodes. He comes back. Uh, well, there's a terrible episode called Ghost in the Machine, where it's about a, a programmer who has been murdered, and his spirit is in a computer and is turning a, a building crazy and murdering people. It's uh, going going back to it is kind of jarring at times because it's so because you've watched time. just watched wait. Californication and you've seen David the Yeah, I've never watched Californication. It's also a good show. That is a fun, that, but again, a show that just went on far fucking too long. Right, went on too long. They're, they're, uh, episodes of X-Files are really good 
it gets worse as it goes oh, on. Oh yeah, it totally. Uh, good. Like it see when it gets yeah. to the point where is it Spinner? Uh, is that the FBI uh, boss's name? He's the one that's supposed to be kind of helping them. Yeah. Like, when when it kind of gets to the point where he is being controlled by nanobots, yeah. <laughs> uh, and like there's a a guy who is a super soldier that like when you kill him, even if you like you like totally destroy his body, he's got like an indestructible part of his spine that will grow back his mm. entire body. Like when it gets to all that shit, it's like just fuck off. It's I think you get season four, then the first <clears> film, <throat> and then it kind of goes just, off a cliff. But even then, I think there's still like good episodes after that. But the, oh, it, there is, it's like more every the season has some good. Right, episodes. It's, it's more the ones that just get so stupid. Just the fucking smoking man as well. How many times can you kill the same character? Just fuck off. So I'm <laughs> channeling my inner Brian Cox. Fuck off. <laughs> But yeah, I've got nothing more than that. What are your favourite X-Files episodes? Uh, well, Tombs is a great episode. <clears throat> uh, is it is it called Beyond the Sea? The one where Brad Dourif, uh is channeling Scully's dead father. Oh, right, okay. It's a really good episode. There's the episode, which I can't remember the name of it, but it's the, the kind of hillbilly family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there's the episode of the vampires. That's a good episode, man. With Owen Wilson, not Owen Wilson. Um, the other Wilson, Luke. Luke Wilson. I believe it's also Jack Black. Isn't that as I well? think it's Jonah Hill. Or is it Giovanni? What's the one with Giovanni? Oh, it's Jonah Hill. It's Jonah. What's the one with Giovanni Ribisi? Is that the one where the guy gets hit by lightning? That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. I remember that being quite a good one. Uh, the episode with the the faith healer. Healer. Yeah, well, the guy, the kid is who a church is uh, can't try to say he can heal people with his hands. Yeah, that's quite a lot of good ones. Quite good, yeah. Yeah, good the ones show. that always stick out in my mind, the thing episode with the fungus mm-hmm. that comes out their neck is a good one. The one where there's like people doing like illegal logging in the woods and they've went and caught up in like these insects that like oh, yeah, that's uh, a good one. Yeah. they come out at night and just like fucking murder everything. I believe that uh, is also season one. The Jersey Devil episode is a good one. The one where a scientist has managed to turn his shadow into a black hole. Really <laughs> fucking good episode. Like a <laughs> there's one where they do cops. They do cops. You know the TV show Cops. What actually happens in the what happens in the episode? It's just them cutting about doing cops stuff. I can't remember what the actual episode is, I just remember being cops. I don't really remember. I remember the Great Utato uh, episode. I remember the name of that. Uh, where it's like the, the, kinda, the circus guy, yeah. where he's like, he, he's like making people pass out and then raping them, which now that I've said <laughs> that out loud sounds terrible. Um, but it's like done as a comedy episode. <laughs> it was the 90s I'm Paco Rodriguez <laughs> okay, I'm joined by Neil McCulloch and Danny Matthew this has been Raptors in the Kitchen I guess join you whenever we decide to do another one <laughs> Four's out in a couple of weeks I'm sure we'll do that right. what else is coming out soon? Um, <clears throat> I'll probably see the black phone by that point in time oh, right, is I that the Ethan Hawke that's the Ethan Hawke one uh, Elvis. I, I might go watch Elvis I'm definitely definitely not going to go watch Elvis there might be a new Minions movie which uh, I'm sure I'm not going to watch that either right, I don't so mind those movies yeah. what's the thing where it's about crypto oh that looks terrible man what the bullet train the oh, brand, bullet train is relatively soon uh, Super Pets I believe is the one you're thinking right. of it's a 
Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart vehicle. I don't think any of those look appealing to me. Nah. Like I don't I'll be honest, so. like I've had the pass for about a year. In August, I've had the pass for a year, and I think just because of COVID and stuff like that, and it's not been as good as when I had it before. I think um, we're also coming into the summer months as well. So I, I've, I've had it for a year, man. I just think the, the quality of film I've seen in, in, in the last twelve months it has not been. I, I like having. I, I would agree with you, man. Like, uh, but like, I like having it. I like just having that option of. It's nice to have. Being able yeah. to go. I'm just. I'm just saying. I think the last time I had it, which was about maybe three years ago, I got more use out of it. I felt like I saw more interesting stuff. Do you think you're going to cancel it? I don't know. I wait and see. It's, I can't do it all this, but yeah. yeah. Wait, wait for our award season. You, then. you certainly get more use out of it, Neil, than than I do. Okay, because I mean, there's plenty of films that come out where I'm like, oh man, I should go watch that, and I just don't. Yeah, I'll go um, watch watch it. Yeah. Uh, Trying to think, of, there were a bunch of them where it was like, oh man, that looks good. I'll go see that, and I just didn't do it. Oh, it's gonna be still never saw the Lost City. Yeah, uh, you were the one that wanted to see that. Yeah. Maverick being on who knows if we'll get to see that or not man so join us next time goodbye goodbye